Just give me a thumbs up, we good. So so wait. <laughs> when you compare errors, you what's the difference in between the business now and then? And, and you, you you just said artists like Skelly Bang. Is it Skelly Bang or Skelly Bang? Skelly Bang. Skelly Bang, right? Yeah. How is he miles ahead? Like because I think on an educational level. Yeah. I think I think most of these new um the new generation of artists, I think they're more educated. Um they went to like high school, completed high school, um, college, university. Like chronics on them they're like, you know, university students, alkaline them, university students. So may I say? So they have a better knowledge or understanding of the business of the business compared to like many of the artists back in the days. It was more like I think the literate the literacy level was higher back in the days. So like we never most of us did not take the time out. And even the era before me was worse. Did, do you think it's that or possibly like like when I think about I remember you know just growing up in Jamaica and hearing artists in general. I didn't know how to how you would even get in a position to record music. Right. How would you put it out? How am I hearing it on the radio? The business was just much hazier because the business it, it lacked transparency. So it's not maybe that the younger kids now are, are, are smarter. It's just that now you could become hot before a record label push you. You could become hot just off the internet. You 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 spend. I don't know, maybe a thousand, two thousand dollars, get a couple sessions at a studio, you record over some rhythms or some beats. Now you're hot. Now, because you're hot, there's much difference in how a label gonna approach you and how business gonna go. But you still need knowledge though. You still need knowledge of the business and how to conduct your business. Because remember, now you have more outlets for you to make money from. True. You understand you have sound exchange. You have True. different, you know, different entities. You know, Sound Exchange, right ASCAP, BMI, all those. Right now you have money sitting out there from, 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 from a whole heap of Jamaican artists, a lot of Jamaican artists, money just sitting there, the older artists them. Because they don't sign up for, the, the only thing that they knew about was PRS. You understand? And, and that is just one entity. But there, like money sitting there, like in France, I remember in, you know, in France at one point, you know, there was like millions of dollars. Really? You know, yeah. Million of dollars is sitting there waiting, waiting for artists to collect, and nobody claimed it. So that is the, 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 the side of it that I'm talking about when it comes down to education. Now you have to be more knowledgeable of the business. Like, you know, I can guarantee you people like Alkaline them and Chronics them and Skilly Bang them. You know, them are people around them too will handle, you know, them things there. How did you learn about it? Because You've had a, a great, and by the way, uh, I always do like, you know, running intros. By the way, welcome to another episode of Off the Record Podcast here exclusively on Spotify. Uh, of course, it's Boy Academics, but I'm here with a legend. I, I got to let y'all know one of my first interviews, and I'm still proud of that, this interview till today, but also one of the, you know, um, it's very rare that, that I'm sitting with someone that, I know I'm a fan of and my mama a fan of. Okay? And actually my, my late grandma also is a fan I'm of. I'm not that old. <laughs> no, no, no. But but the music has the music has lasted and you've had an impactful career. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys know I, I grew up in the countryside Clarendon in Jamaica. Okay. Shout out to everybody from, you know, um Kilsit Grantham, you know, editing on this one we go. But a legend that 
gave me an opportunity to, you know, have a conversation with him on camera about like, I feel like 10, 12 years ago, maybe 10 years, whatever. Um, we have reunited today. Yes. And if you guys don't know who this is, this is Mr. Vegas. Please Google him. One of the greatest Jamaican artists of our time. He's not only someone who's a legend, but he's progressive as well. I've watched him not only be someone who has stuck up for the culture of dancehall, but stuck up for that very tiny island of Jamaica and the Caribbean Sea. He has been a great representer, a great musician. And before we even got on here, one of the questions I said to him, I said, aren't you tired of doing it? Please welcome Mr. Vegas. So off the record. Big up. Vegas. Give thanks. I appreciate you in so in so much different sense because people might not know because they see me do a lot of hip hop. Right. You know, my introduction to music was reggae and dancehall. Yep. And there was a time where I was a little kid when I used to hear these melodic, great music coming through, like, you know, a radio and you go to a shop. I'm, and I'm like, how do you get to this? That wasn't even a career. I see these days kids they drop out they they're like they're choosing music early. Where I came from, I didn't like it was astonishing. Um, I guess the first question I do want to ask you, and, and we're gonna get back to all that industry right. talk because I think that's that's a great conversation. How the heck do you get a twenty twenty five year in like career in music? How do you do that? I think I think fortunately for like people like myself. Is the type of music that we we wrote then, them days there, and mm. it was it was a combination of things. It was like a a collective effort between the producers, the people, the persons, the per the people that made the beats, and the, and we the artists now that came with the melody and the lyrics that made a whole you know union. So when that drop, it used and it used to be like it used to be just like natural because we were we were vibing off. The woman them that were dancing, you see. No, you know, really, you may not see girls in you know, the dance are wind up anymore and a broke out. Dancehall culture, and, and and by the way, forgive me for anybody who's watching this. I'm mean, really Jamaican, so sometimes as much as I speak English, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm go in between, okay? But, <laughs> um, but I, I do want you guys to understand a bit. And by the way, I think there's subtitles under this, so you know, Spotify got us. Dancehall culture. What, it, it was a shock to me when I came over here. I'm like, yo, people don't really dance like that. Like, what is it about dancehall? What is it about reggae? I know there there are roots of or of just African music, but like, we have a lot of movement. And what do you think, people across the world? Because you know, you're not just a a local superstar within Jamaica. Right. You're a international, global superstar because everybody loves reggae. Everybody loves dancehall. What is it about our culture as Jamaicans? What is it about our music? At our first thing we have to understand, the beats back then, the tempo, the way the beat was played and, and the, or the clock the beat, it was, it was like it, it, it kind of locked with your, um, with your biological rhythm. Mm. So, you know, there used to be like 88 or 90 about there. And yeah. it's, like a, it's like a heart rate. So it's, it's, it became that infectious and, you know, you gravitate towards it because it's basically your body rhythm. So that's why people used to be able to move to it that way. Mm. And if you even listen to some of the, 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 the sounds, it's like... So it's like it's, it's a connection with your body. Like if you say your body is like an electro, electronic 
electronic mechanism, you know. Mm. Like it's like an electrical field. So when the beat, which is a frequency, you know, and the song on top of it and the melody and all them things on top of it, if it is good to the ear, then you feel that yourself like get lost into it. So it became so infectious and the, and the, and the, and I said the rhythm of the beat. You yeah. Know, it just it just had you moving. It was not a struggle to dance. How, how did you create music? Because just just, this, just, just excuse me, sorry, just the same way. You just you just feel it. There was just a feeling. It's just a feeling. You could just feel it. Like Shaba has a great line in, in Tingaling. Yeah. DJ just cock up when them hear boom rhythm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you just it's just something just go off. Yeah, it's just something just go off, and you just know instantly that. Um, this is something that is going to work. This is something that is going to create a buzz, a vibe. Like when we made a song back in the other days and we took it around Stone Love to test the record, we knew that night if the record was going to be a big record. So Stone Love, it's like a dance, like it was right. a dance at that time for people dance who don't out. understand. And, and it's like, so you play it, but you know, sometimes people might be like, this is new, they don't know it. Like Never, never. They moved straight off the beat and the vibe. They used to take music from the studio. Take it to the dance. It busts the same night. The same night? Same night. Little Lenny. Gun yeah. in a baggy. Yeah. Same night. Everybody talking about it the next day. Dave Kelly Productions. Same night. The same weekend. One weekend that play on the radio. Instantly. Mm. So we could just know that because it's a feel. It's just a feel and people knew it. People could feel it. It wasn't like complex where you can't understand it. Like you had struggled for dance. You see? Because we didn't have digital, it was not the digital era now where you can go look up a song and look where it name and look what the lyrics are saying. So something just went off. Yeah. Like, kill me, you know. And it's like, just trigger. <laughs> just catch you, just captivate. How, how do you create, like, a song like Heads High, which, you know, I, I, would, I would say probably one of your top three songs that people know you for, right? right. How, like, how do you create that song in the moment? And did you know it's like, no, they're going to be singing this for like 30 years. Like 30 years, people still going to be, when this song come on, and by the way, you put that song on anywhere still. It's just a certain type of vibe. It's a certain type of vibe. People love it. I didn't know it was going to last this long. I, di I didn't even know that Heads I was going to be this song, which is still my most popular song. Why not? You know, Rock it down, hot talking, can't argue those songs. Um, I am blessed, but... Heads are based on the lyrical content. You understand? Just the lyrical content alone because 25 years ago um, when I started out or 24 years ago, certain things that people would not be proud to say them do. Like a man who would say, yo, him is a boy 30 years ago, 25 years ago. Man, yeah. Maybe that's stone, yeah. 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 <laughs> you understand? You couldn't, you couldn't Jamaica was different, you know? You couldn't go on a stage and tell a girl, now me your lyrics with with girls actually and and and, and lyricists, artists now I tell girls say, yo, they want them. Yeah. Do certain things to them, oral behavior. Right? But back in the days you couldn't do that. You see what I say? So them bow was a big tune. Them bow, them yeah, bow, yeah, them yeah. big tune. You could have do a song like them bow now and some man has said, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you understand? So it's a different so so heads I I couldn't fathom that it I go last in an era now where oral sex is acceptable in a Jamaica. Understand, and, and and you know it has been like that worldwide. M m moral, like morally, I haven't ever seen you being one of the persons who, because there's certain artists that we know, their music they take to almost social activism in a way where they speak right. out on certain stuff. But it's it's been a changing world. 
there's a time I remember when, you know, certain organizations was like, well, if you have certain lyrics, you can't, you have to sign this on, you know, and, and it was like, it was a fight between what some might say is culture and a way of life. And, oh, you want to operate in this business? You have to accept the rest of the world. Right. I don't think I've ever seen you almost like take the, the extreme stance to say. Because I'm a people person. Mm. I'm, 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 I just deal with humanity on a whole. You understand? I, I, I don't really get up and like judge a man because I'm lifestyle. You see? If you're doing your thing and you're good with your thing, me good with my thing. Yo, Jamaica thing. always been judgmental though. Right. You, you, you always tell people this. And I'm so glad I was never online right. when I had these views. When I first come up here from Jamaica, certain thing, me not deal with it. Nah, deal with it. <laughs> me not deal with it. Me not into it. Right. And I might say something bad to you. But fortunately for me, I got to realize you in Rome, you ain't got to do as the Romans do, but shut the fuck up about what the Romans yep. is doing. Facts. Unless you, unless you down to get, so like, you know, me, I started to realize, you know what? Chill back as long as nothing infringing on you. And then I get to realize this is life. This is how people are living. What, what is unfortunate about that though is uh, um, many people outside of Jamaica, they do not factor um, in the the, the the um the way in which we were indoctrinated, mm. the way in which many of the artists did, and if you notice what happened with Shabarankin in England, when they asked Shabarankin about you know what he thought about you know gay, yeah, and what he what he went for, he went for the Bible, because that is the indoctrination, that is something <laughs> where them embedded in our system yeah. as growing up. We know the Leviticus verse, line by line, destroyed dancehall music for years. We couldn't mm. get it on the radio. Just that interview destroyed dancehall music for years. And maybe still now, they still think that when you hear dancehall, it's a homophobic genre. Yeah. You understand? To this day. But they do not factor um, factoring that, oh, this is something that they grew up hearing. It's been taught to them. It's been a religious thing. And you thinking otherwise, thinking that you're... It, it really comes to religion, I'm telling you. Yeah, but we in Jamaica who are against certain behavior. Yeah, most of it's religious. That, that's how it, we're indoctrinated Before through. Before we were traveling and learning different stuff because yeah. people travel now and learn how to be more accepting and be more tolerable to, to certain behavior. Our lifestyle, mm -hmm. our sexual orientation. But back in the days, when man would not travel, you're afraid of him not saying something negative about that behavior because you're afraid, man, you're dead and go to hell. Yeah. People genuinely had a fear, like, yo, I no, don't right. want to support something and it's against God. Yeah. And that was not taken into consideration when the artists were being boycotted. Um, were, 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 they were boycotting artists and asking artists to sign agreements that they will not say certain things. Those things are never taken into consideration. No, th that's absolutely right. I, I think it became, oh, they try to brand Jamaicans as hateful people. And, and I think as the world has gone on, we've realized the indoctrination of people, whether what it is. Not, like, not. you know, for example, African-Americans over here, you, you have to understand that the way they look at certain things is because they helped build this country and you guys had them as slaves for a <laughs> long time. You, you can't just get past that, right? Right. And, and even though I think, you know, I, I am proud that I think Jamaica has become, it's evolved and we're evolving at our pace. Fox. That's the only thing I like. Huh. I think we, I think every country or any society should be able to evolve, but at your own pace. You can't 
grab somebody by the neck and tell them to get to here. But over time, right. they'll be accepting at their pace and they'll figure out what it is. I think now we're in the era where people are more knowledgeable um, and, and, you know, we have to coexist with, 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 with each other. Yeah. So people understand now more than ever, you know, as you say, to sing your music and shut the fuck up. Yeah. It's a mess if it now bother you in your household, why you make it be your problem? True. Um, so, you know, even you um, exploding on the scene and that era was just for the people who we still remember and who are selective, just straight legends. You know, one of the things I, you know, uh, and we we're talking about it before the business aspect, because what's, what people don't realize about my career is that the most fascinating thing for me is learning the business because as a fan, you think everything is cool. Right. Think everything is like, oh, great. An artist puts out a song. An artist is getting paid millions. When you hear a record label or a record deal or you hear producers or publishers or royalties, hear managers, A&Rs, all these other things, you're, you're kind of almost like, eh, we already know what that is. But we all really focused on what the artist is doing. And I always look back at, you know, for example, when I read stuff now, they're like, yo, well, he never owned his masters. And, I, and, and, and these days, people are more, they're more conscious about mm-hmm. it. I wonder, because I remember, and this is every kid growing up in Jamaica, I think. Every kid growing up in a certain area in Jamaica, we like, yo, listen, we bought a clash. You being, we bought, I'm bounty. You get me? Going song for song. But primarily, especially when these songs are exploding on a bigger platform, bigger stages in, ter- in terms of crossing the, you know, right. crossing the waters and now their songs being digested by the entire world or like America, you're thinking that, oh, this is some really lucrative stuff. And I remember when VP, right? Virgin, it was, is it Virgin, right? No, well, Virgin. Maybe Atlantic. Yeah, well, yeah. So was it VP who came in? And I feel like they kind of commercialized a lot of the, the you would probably know. I think, I think Green Seas and, and VP record and Jetstar to a lesser extent, um, they were the one who actually took the masters from producers in Jamaica and commercialized it, um, I think, in, 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 in the in, on the international market by um, putting it on like, we select their compilations and because they're promoting their compilations, then they, you know, the, the record you know, that is hot in the base market, that record maybe sent, you know, gets sent to radio because they're selling it on a reggae goal or a strictly the best. Um, then, so um, it was, it and, and like in a situation with Sean Paul with Atlantic, mm. you know, Atlantic came in and made Sean Paul more commercial. Mm. Being a man with Virgin, um, you know, with Zim Zimmer, you know, they came and, and they, they got behind the record and took it to radio. So, so let's bridge the gap for people that might not understand. And this was a confusion of mine too. When I came over here from Jamaica, one of the main things I was shocked about, because in Jamaica, at least, you know, within a certain time, we were used to rhythms. So it'd be like, yo, it's had a bug rhythm. And you're used to all your favorite artists voicing on that one rhythm, right? right? If you don't know what a rhythm is, it's an instrumental. When you come to the United States, Okay, um, you might have 50 Cent or Jay-Z or Nas or Biggie. They might have a song, but there's nobody else singing on that song unless it's an official remix. You don't see everybody in the culture 
all doing the same song. So I remember saying to myself, why is this the case? In Jamaica, everybody records on the same song. But in, in the United States, once you hear a beat, you only hear one song. I still don't know where that came from. And I guess that's what I'm trying to ask you. That, that came from the dance hall, the, the place where the music, because the dance hall is really where the music is played. Mm-hmm. That is why they call it the, they call it the dance hall. Because at one point, the music was a nuisance to the ear of the, the uptown people. So they, they, they wanted the kind of boogoyaga music, like dirty music. They wanted it out of their, of yeah. their space. So they created a dance hall to play the music. So this, more than one man on the same beat, came from the dance hall around the turntable, just like how Cool Hearts went to Jamaica and took a rhythm and came to the Bronx and everybody was jumping on the rhythm. Mm. So that was what? That's the same thing. We in the dance, you put, you put on the beat, they play the song. You know, I got to leave you now. Boom, turn it over, flip it over. The B side is a version. So every man now, every DJ, Lieutenant Stitchy, Papa Sam, that's everybody. Ins- that's instrumental and everybody's. Everybody DJing it on that. So that, that is that pattern. Mm. Went straight to the studio. Mm. A man build a beat. Yeah. And me and you and all of us, we go to the studio. So King Jam is at the sling thing. And everybody gone to King Jammy's studio because it's, sudden de- it, it's, it's something that started in the dance. So it's really the artists who are the ones who were, who were supposed to get credit for that. Because yeah. they started it around turntables. The sound system man them and the, and the artists them. But it was the artists them idea. The King Stitch them and the big you them and the you ride them. They just flipped it over and every one of them just chanting on the instrumental. So then it evolved to, you know, years. It just it kept, it kept on evolving, evolving, and they kept doing it more till they find five songs, six songs, you know, like the Duali rhythm. Mm-hmm. Duali that rhythm. That had like 10 hit songs on the same beat. Definitely had 10. We are the only, this is so unique about dancehall, and people need to be reminded of the history of dancehall and how great these artists you know are it's like 10 hit songs on one beat coming out at the same time it's not like you you did your song and two years after we put out another version of it it's the same song at the same time and i know i'm i'm, I'm trying to get i don't know if i'm trying to get a hot take from you but <laughs> is Diwali rhythm like is, is, I know it's one of the biggest rhythms ever. Come on, Jamaica. Right. W- will you say it's the best? Yep. Yep. I, 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 like, I remember a lot of songs off of that. I had nightmare, I had like crazy nightmares with, with not being on that rhythm. I went to the studio and I, and I recorded on the beat before all the other artists really? got on the beat. And I don't know what happened. I just heard the beat on the radio and I didn't hear my song. And I said, okay. Shit. What make it ever make it? Because back in them days, uh, you know, artists and artists are beef and artists. Politics, like politics. Artists, yeah, 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 yeah. If him the pan rhythm, mm-hmm. I go pan the rhythm. So, of course, the producer are going to want the, the, the person who's popping more at the time there. So, during that time, you had certain artists that were more quote unquote relevant than the videos. Yeah. So, if me and them no good, if me and them have like any bad vibe, they're going to say, yo, I don't want him pan rhythm. So that rhythm actually gave me like nightmare because it was just everywhere my turn. Jesus. Everywhere. And then every song, 
Hit. Every. If I, if I, if I did a diggle diggle the cat and the fiddle and that beat it would have been a hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Songs <laughs> and the rhythm was like ring a ring a rosy, packy full <laughs> of posy. Like, yo, that Man, hit. that's a sufferer. Group was a sufferer. Just everything. <laughs> and I was like, yo. So, in terms of dancehall rhythm, the socks, because remember, that's still been sampled, you know. Yeah. By even Justin Bieber. True. When Justin Bieber sampled your rhythm, Bridget, you know, it's a whole different story. So, so I, I feel like that's laying the blueprint of not only these producer, um, either producer or DJ controlled environments where like you have the artist auxiliary, which after I've, I've been in this music business now in the United States a little bit, that's so anti what's happening here. Right. The artist run, the artist is more the A side, which means as a producer, you know, the most you get is attack, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't own the beat. It's going to be owned by the, the, the artist or the, the uh, um, record, label. record label. Right. But you don't see, you, you rarely see producers doing compilation unless they're telling the artist, hey, I'm going to record this song for you, but could you record a song for me because um, I'm doing a compilation? It's not that's popular right. over here. Right. Um, what do you think is better? Because I, one thing I do like about what you do is like, you're vocal for the advancement of the culture. Right. It, the way the news, the business is here, I think it, it, it benefits, it, it, it is more beneficial to the artist. Mm. You know, it, it, it's, it's less of a red line to cut through. You understand? In Jamaica, it's like, there was a, there was a narrative that I think we're, we're, we're bore, boring holes in the narrative. Are we debunking the narrative now that they used for years in Jamaica? And, and um, you know, producers claimed that, oh, because we own the tape, or we paid for the studio time, Ooh. we own everything. And artists settled for that for years. So, so to give some context here, because like I, I get complete what he's saying, but for a person who's a little bit uneducated to the music industry, right. so... The term that's still used today is that there's a master recording. The original recording of when any music gets recorded, the person who owns that owns the rights to that recording. Unfortunately, it's, you know, I've learned later, like they call any copies of the master the slave, apparently. Okay. So back in those days, you're not recording on Pro Tools. Right. Like you're recording it straight. On a 24 track. Yeah. Like a tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And then the person who either yeah. who's doing the recording say, "Well, it's my tape." Right. So it's my it's my thing. Which by the way, intellectual property laws have like just debunked that because that's just not what it is. Right. But that was ignorance. But that has been um proliferated through the music industry for like years. Mm. Talking about over 50 years. And many of the artists, the artists that passed off, artists that um have gotten old they still do not own, have a share in their masters. Like so many hit songs, you can name all the popular songs, all the songs that are still being sampled. These major hit songs, many of these produ- um, artists own nothing. I, I brought up to you, I was like, Junior Reed with his recording, I was sampling One Blood, and I told you there's a popular drill artist, K Flock, he sampled it too. And I'm like, man, whoever owns that masters, that's probably going to make you more than if you, you're releasing current music because everybody's sampling it. 
Well, I just saw something where Junior Reed said he made no money off uh, an article where you know, you know, you know, it said that Junior Reed made no money off the game sampling one blood. I, I don't know what was the, I, I don't know what the deal was with with with, with Junior Reed and one blood, but I think he was the one who produced one blood. So maybe he did license it to to a, a record label here, maybe a VP or a Green Sleeves. How but, could that be the case? Because even with licensing, license usually. Like temporary, like I'm not, I'm not giving you a license f- fully, and also for you to relicense it, right? Like that's a, that's another great point you're making too. You, you you made many of the contracts back in the days is for a lifetime. So mm. we were signing contracts until I became aware of of oh, there's supposed to be a certain term limit, like ten years, for a company to own your master. Or you know there there's you know even if you read the um, the music laws the copyright laws and 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 the sound recording laws these contracts where the 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 VP and the Green Sleeves own um own like masters for a lifetime the lifetime of the master is is is, is like crazy so so the, the 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 dichotomy is um here artists understand. You know, comparing to Jamaica, where we had we had like maybe some bush lawyers looking over contracts. That's all. That's so interesting. So, so you tell me that. So if me or right now that Jay Z or Beyonce sampled a nineties Beanie or Bunty song, Heads Eye. If they sample Heads Eye. If they sample your song, Heads Eye. Right. That means that's a couple million easy in the mail. They're gonna give me. They're gonna tell me that I want to can get some publishing, which which is one of the reasons why. Um, I took VP to court, um, and 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 of course, you know, claiming my share of the master on all the songs that I recorded, you know, in the in the early nineties before I became cognizant of the business. Um, so, any one of those artists now, like, you know, Jay Z did, you know, something from from Heads Eye, um, Black Eyed Peas, so many different artists, and when I looked at the credits and. You know, sometimes their name is not even there. Yeah, you've definitely been a, a vocal about that too. And, and, and I always want to, you know, say it in layman terms for the people who might not understand certain lingo. So this is how it normally goes, right? So uh, first of all, the way how VP was dealing with artists that were in reggae and dancehall, they weren't acting like. Of, they weren't finding artists and saying, hey, we're going to put you in a studio, work on you, invest in you. They're coming to an island where these songs are hits. It's Fact. clear. Fact. So so again, they are coming <laughs> in as a distribution company. Yes. It's very yes. important. Yes. So they're coming as a distribution company. They're saying, well, your song's already a hit. Yes. We want to put it in the United States. But... Everybody who does that, it's like putting your app on iTunes. It, iTunes wouldn't say they own your, your app. Fucks. They would say you own your app. However, they, you own the intellectual property to the app. However, you got to give them a cut for distribu- distributing it through the Apple, you know, um, iStore or whatever app store like platform. What VP was doing, they would come to you guys and say, I know your song's a smash already. But we own it now just for us to distribute it, which which I think is just grossly, you know, taking advantage of people who might not know well, the well, business. Let's let, let, let put that into, into context. They didn't just come in and be like, oh, we want to distribute the record because um, the record is popping. They went to the producers, not the artist. Mm, they left shall out. Left out the artist. So the producer actually 
you 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 just like say there there were artists that left Jamaica and ended up in places like France and England and they see them they have a, an album out with their picture everything case in point Jetstar mm. my first album is not Headzai Jetstar actually released an album with Mr Vegas before Headzai album so I go to England to promote Headzai album because Headzai is now in the British charts yeah and I'm promo- there's an album competing with me and what's the album competing with me my album competing with me in the marketplace wow. so so to, to get back to the point that you, you're making VP would come into the region or green sleeves and they made a deal or they make a deal with the producer and but the same argument arises oh we paid for the studio time and we own the tape so we own we own everything or I own everything which is ludicrous that's BS it, 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 <laughs> unless there's a written agreement like for example if VP signs you directly which said that anything right. produced by you right Right, they own. They can't come in and said, "Oh, because we compensated this producer for for the studio time, we own it." Right? That, that that's bullshit. Exactly. Like that's literally buying your intellectual property for like some cheap students. That, what's the recourse for that? Because I feel like that sounds like a company who knew they could get over on people that weren't going to figure it out until we're in this age. You clearly are suing. Right, right. And for for anyone who, who who might not understand or think that oh this is standard practice, no. Just to, for you kids who watch me, imagine you just did a song right at your boy's house. You release it on TuneCore, okay? TuneCore, everybody knows TuneCore. They'll charge flat fees for it, so you could pay two hundred bucks. They'll send your music to the world. If your music is big or not, that's up to you. You got to market it, promote it, whatever, whatever, right? Okay? And also, you could pay for some TuneCore promotion. You could pay 500 bucks for them, the services to whatever, whatever. Here's the point. If your song becomes huge, if TuneCore comes back later and says, okay, well, you know, we gave you some extra compensation or we compensated the producer, which is your boy, <laughs> so we own your song, what would you tell them? <laughs> Is that a good explanation? Yeah, it's spot on. That's, that is like, the only difference with that is, though, we didn't have the, 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 the right to upload, our, to sell our own music then. It was, it was an earlier time. Like, it was, a, it was hard to distribute. Right. But to be fair, there were producers that you could make a deal with. Like, okay, you were selling the record on 7-inch, or you're going to license it non-exclusively. Mm. And I'm going to get it for my album. It's a whole different story. That used to happen a lot. Right. No, for the people who understood the business, like when I was making Heads Eye album, these were the terms. Because I started figuring it out early, but my hands were tied because I'm hearing from lawyers that are saying, oh, this own the tape ridiculousness, like it, it stands. And I'm like, I've, I've been questioning it for years. So then I started walking with my paper, like agreements. So I go to my lawyer, give me an agreement because... I have to have a say in the master. So then producer would not record me. Really? Because I'm coming with a paper for them to sign. So I have all the paper stuck up at my house. No producer is recording me because they didn't want to sign those papers. Because now they realize I'm catching on to what's going on. So wait. So I was actually blacklisted. So, so, so before we get into the blacklisting part, at that point, this kind of sounds like 
it's like when it's when they talk about slavery, right? right? They said, well, they said before you blame the white guy who has you working, you got to blame some of the Africans who sold you into slavery. It looked Facts. like some of the producers, the producers knew they were getting over on you, and they and they were down to do the deal. Yep. yep. And then so, so so you bring the paperwork to them to do it the right way, and they said, no, we good. Yep. They, they just choose not to record you. Really? So so artists and remember back in those days, like. Or artists trying to record for the, the hottest producer. Mm. You as a youth in the ghetto. You from Clarendon. You 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 discover that our people discover that oh, you have talent. You can voice, yeah. Your body, I mash up the dance. Because I remember it's here, so it started mm-hmm. in the dance, you know. The producers is not like you said earlier, and you made a good point. It's not like VP came to Jamaica and somebody be like, yo, his academics in him sound good, you know. Yeah, yeah. And they decide that, oh, we're gonna invest some money in him. They, they start doing that later on. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I'll get to how they deal with that situation now that they paid money to, to develop artists. But you, you're there, you, you, you're actually already establishing your community. So now a producer come to record you, to give you that, say I'm going to give you that boss. Let me say you're boss now, or you're a boss. But now he control you, he own you, he own everything. Because he's now saying, oh, I'm me, boss you. But him come see you as an artist and him see you as something we want. Him see a product. Yeah. We want, we, we, him see something that he wanted to add, add to his product to make it better, to make it into something. Because we did not have just compilation rhythms coming out of Jamaica. Most of these rhythms, they wouldn't be as successful as a song. Because what the people are singing the song now 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 mm-hmm. bam bam what a bam bam you know yeah, the yeah. people singing of course um, ching 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 you don't hear that when you nah, go to the yeah. parties people dance to the beat yeah you don't hear a man try using motor go but 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 as as soon as you hear the rhythm you think what the the hit song yeah yeah so when you you start you start remembering you start hearing the lyrics in your head so the whole idea that oh. This man owned the tape and, you know, and the man know that he doesn't own your, your, your intellectual property, but him still go ahead and sign it off anyway. Uh, how, do, how do you get past blacklisting at that point? Because a lot of artists I know, they, they kind of have some knowledge, but they get put in a position where it says, well, this is a gatekeeper move. And if you want to get in this door and they'll tell you, you'll get much more money if you get in the door then you trying to stand on your principles and you trying to bring this paperwork to us because right. you won't ever get in. We're going to make sure we keep you out. So how do you deal with that at that point? I think it was difficult. To this day, I think I, I, I still... Uh, presently, I'm the type of person who just speak my mind on social media. I just burn a fire. I think, that, I think that's hurt you a lot. Big time. It's, it's hurt you, but, 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 but a lot of people respect it, though. Exactly. And guess what? I think it, 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 it does keep me... Um, relevant because there are artists from my era where nobody talk about anymore so so i think it does but, but, I don't know, I don't know, but, 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 but you a legendary artist without it though right but i think out of sight out of mind true true you know, okay steely from steely and cleavy tell me that one time it's like yo like i was in foreign for a long time and then i go back to jamaica and like yo nobody remember yo <laughs> <laughs> so it was like you're gone too long you left you left jamaica too long i always have that in the back of my mind so you know other things any publicity is good publicity yeah somewhat you understand so i try to like 
but what I'm speaking, I'm speaking on social issues. So I get a, I get pushback from people on that because I don't agree with everything that people put forward. But what 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 happened over the years is like the blacklisting came before social media era. Mm. The the contention with artists, like I was just this person that trying to survive, so I couldn't open my mouth and speak. Them days there, we never have social media. I couldn't. The things that I see on social media now, I could not say it on a stage show. True. So if a man says something about me to bring down my career or to bring down my reputation, you understand? Or something derogatory against me as a person, I couldn't address it on a stage show. It's a buckle that I would get because maybe the person that's saying it is more popular than me or more likable than me. Yeah. So I had to just suck it up for years and be like, yo, you know, just hold it and just got you. So when social media came around and I... You embraced that a lot. Yeah, social media came around and was just like, yo, I've been dealing with this for years and nobody now going to style me. I'm going to put them down in place. I could have be a rat. You understand? So it just it has been like that, you know. But the blacklisting, I survived through that because I just continued, you know, evolving. It's like when I get shot out of the duality rhythm or shot off the duality rhythm, I went to... Puerto Rico and link up with Looney Tunes them. You see? When yeah. them decide to blacklist me, you know, from half a certain rhythm in a Jamaica, I remember Scatter at one point put out a beat called the Cooley Dance Rhythm. Yeah. And when I got to Jamaica now, you know, Scatter don't want to record me because the people them want to like Vegas or the artists them were have a problem with Vegas now. They must say, them don't want me upon the rhythm. They don't want me on the beat. So I was like, yo, let me buy a cut. So I link up Cecile and I was like, yo, I need to get on this beat, you know. Yeah. And I bought a cut of the beat. Mm. And, I, and I went to Veda Noble Studio and I recorded. Sir, could you black in the job top with the girl at me off? Pull up. Was yeah. never a record that played in Jamaica. But it was tearing up America. Hit the billboard chart. Hartford. Power 105. Everywhere. And then I was doing a concert in Miami. And Pitbull was at the concert. And I toured the place down. The whole place was going crazy. And he said, yo, great show, man. Um, who produced that beat? So I was like, yeah, I'm a brother in Jamaica named Scatterman. Yeah, man. He said, yeah, I'd like to work with him. So I'm going to give him the number. Oh. And the next thing I heard, I heard, tanta denin, tan, tanta denin, tan, tanta denin, tan, coolo. I was like, wait, they cut you know? That was Pitbull doing over my song. Well, you, you get some publishing or something. I, I got the publishing, but I if I if I was more cognizant of the business then, I would have co-owned the master as well. Mm. Because I was the one who bought the cut of the beat from Scatter. Oh, shit. And it's my cut, them jump on. But I was not cognizant of the business them time. I would have make a lot more money because it went top 20. Oh, yeah. Pitbull's that was the version. That's, that's, the, that, that's one of Pitbull, I would say, top that five songs. Broke Pitbull. Yeah. And... We went to court and everything, and I was trying to fight it. But Pitbull record just started getting steam. I could. It was like a, it was steam rolling over my record. So I told Mike, you know what? Your own me never know. Said, are you Pitbull getting from? Yeah. I saw him at a show. We had him performing in Orlando, and he's performing before me. And he went on. Tan, 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 <laughs> and the place went crazy, bro. And me next. You perform his song? Virgin. You perform. <laughs> He's coming this way. 
And I'm going that way. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, what's up, mate? I'm just like, suck your mama. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, you don't get a settlement or something for that? Bro, trust me. It is what it is, man, because, you know, bless Pitbull and he, and he meant yeah. being like one of the biggest artists. Man, I ain't gonna lie. That's that's one of them where I'm glad you got some publishing on it, but man, you own, own, own part of the masses I'm still that? getting bread, bro. From, from just the publishing of that. Can you imagine if I got a share of the master? Yeah. Because Pitbull got so big. And the record started. He went pop. And you straight know, pop. But you know what's funny? His record couldn't, could not um, steamroll my version in France and Morocco and those regions. Really? I was like, Reunion Island, Tahiti, those places, my version was still killing it. So I was still on the road eating well, of the record. You have to explain to me because you're a very well-traveled guy. How does dancehall, reggae, music made on the island of Jamaica, how does it penetrate markets like, I've never been to France. What do you say, Tahiti? Yeah, man. We don't even know that, that there. There's a place off the coast of France, one of the territories. There. How does the music get there? Like, like, are they just drawn to the, like, what is it that make them listen to it? Because there's certain parts of Europe, all they love is like the electronic music, but there's certain parts they have a real appreciation for reggae and dancehall. I think Tahiti and those islands, we, um, you call them like Reunion Island, Guadeloupe, Martinique, those regions, are like Caribbean people, like African people. Mm. Like We're like the same people. It's just a language barrier. So as soon as the radio there plays a dancehall tune, and remember back in those days, back, our music used to be more catchy. Mm-hmm. Was more like you, you would not get a hit song back in the days without a hook. True, it was difficult. Nobody would just do verses, and that became a hit. Yeah, that's been right. People that started doing that, but but it wasn't that that so, the case. So, the, just the oh na 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 oh na na, uh, people could sing along to it. So as soon as what I told you earlier on, those songs, eighties, nineties dancehall, early two thousand dancehall, the first time those songs played anywhere. People catch something. Something just... It's not the first time I heard ting-a-ling-a-ling. Two-bell-a-ring. Booyaka, booyaka, for shabarankin. You couldn't... That don't come out of your head. True. The first time I hear action just on the radio. That's stuck in my head all day. Let me ask you a question. Maybe I'm jumping ahead here. Um, Are are we Jamaicans or or is dancehall taking credit for... Or actually reggae, for reggaeton? Because I feel like reggaeton, I feel like, this is me personally, I feel like it's a stagnant um, genre. I feel like they took one particular beat, one particular pattern, and they basically, they, they've worked around it, but it's that's became the backbone of everything reggaeton. But that's originally, and I mean, the, the credit's given in the name, reggaeton, mm-hmm. but without the music and the beat and the, and, and the vibe that, Reggae and dancehall provided. I don't think that goes anywhere. I, I think first thing, re- reggaeton is dembo from Shaba Rankin. That beat. Well, well, I feel like they've renamed it. There's there's a form of it now that they call it dembo. But but the act, the beat that the, the backbone of reggaeton mm-hmm. is dembo from Shaba Rankin. Oh, de- oh, the beat dembo. Oh, I'm thinking about the, right. there's a genre. So dembo. that okay. sound that you're hearing, that is that is mm-hmm. Manatanos or, or mm-hmm. my. Might say it's stagnant. Yeah, yeah. That is from a Shaba Rankin record that Bobby Digital produced. So that is, and they have kept the same formula for years. Even if they add 
some phrasing or pretty phrase, the backbone. And the generation, it may sound stagnant to you, or it may have a little, you know, a, a sound of stagnation to you. But when you go to Puerto Rico, when you go to Dominica Republic, and you go to Costa Rica, Panama, that beat, that same sound, is what they're still dancing to. And it does not get old. What do you think about it on a business level? Because put like this, um, they, they used, or, or, there was a big lawsuit, or Marvin Gaye, mm-hmm. right? Um, the, the, the Marvin Gaye lawsuit with blurred lines. He won it. Right. right. They're saying the core essence of that beat right. was used for blurred lines. So if I that the case, Yatemi said, you can't use that Shabbat song there and go, you know, sue the whole genre. Everybody, everybody have to pay up a little bit. Steely and Cleavy and, and, and Shabarankin and Bobby Digital, um, they should have been like billionaires. All of them should have been billionaires if the business was constructed properly. That we, we, we lacked representation understand back in those days and of course the producer it was it was the, <clears throat> the same narrative the producer owns the master so artists were maybe not interested in oh that is my song them sampler my beat yeah maybe that would have been a different story maybe Shabba Rankin if he if he knew that he had a say technically if he knew yeah, that yeah. yo he co-owns this master he would have gone after the first you know you know, you know, reggaeton song that that that, that came out. Yeah, I mean, the first big one. Register this, because all it took, you know, or all it takes is just to register. Somebody do overheads, I. Okay, I can either sue them or I can just register it. Yeah, it's like it's like somebody used one of my beats, and did a song, and I was like, saw it all over the internet, like with over 20, really? 20 30 million views. I just register it. You don't bother go after the person. It's going to take too much legal fees to go after the person. So I just registered it on, on, under my catalog because it's my production. But you get paid automatically from it? Yeah, because I registered it. Mm, yeah, and you and when okay. I registered it, the artist reached out to me and I'd be like, yo, you use my production, but anyway, I'm going to give you a thing. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. co-own it. Mm. You understand? Because I still respect what you brought to the, 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 the beat. Yeah? So all that, the whole reggaeton John, quote unquote genre. Is Dembo. Is Shabba Rankin, Bobby Digital, and Steely and Cleavy created that sound. Wow. So if they were to sue, even now, it would have been a different story. Lean on. Most of Major Lazer, big songs, um, are like elements of, dua, of, 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 of a murder she wrote beat. That's what the, the, the Bam Bam beat. Pum, 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 pum. That's it. Mm. That's actually really interesting. And lean on is a is like major. But when you speak to like a person like Sly, like from Sly and Robbie, like Sly is like he's just and, and some of these producers are like that. They're just good with just knowing that, oh, you know, it's my thing, but you know, it's big. And it's just good. Yeah, but there's a lot of money in this shit, man. Yeah, but I keep telling them like you're not going. I can tell you. No, you, no, no, no. You, I, you, I don't you, play that. You're gonna. You're down to. And, but I think that you see that's the thing about music too. Music could get as simple as you want or as complicated as you want in terms of 
Yeah, there could be a lot of money there, but you're going to have to go through a bunch of steps to try right. to get it. Right. Because ain't nobody going to just, just back the Brinks truck up and say, oh, Vegas, see the money, my bad. You know what I mean? So you're you going to have to do some litigation. You got to wait years. You got to go through arbitration. You got to wait for statements. You got to do a lot of stuff. And I think, you know, for, for, for a lot of artists, they don't want to do that. Or sometimes you get the buyout and, and or they'll be like, hey, listen. I give you fifty thousand right now. Yeah, you leave the shit alone. The, the, the thing is, you may like. I reached out to people that I know have been exploited, and I know there's money there for them. So I reached out to them. I'm like, yo, you have to know your rights. You know, if you want help, let me know. You see what I say? May have the resources can can help you. I'm surprised that, that, that I'm. I don't know why I'm surprised that Sean Paul, you know, may have not. I, I thought Sean Paul was those one of those artists that. He got all this shit in order by his time it started popping over here. Because I ain't gonna lie, the, the, you know, before Drake and them started doing like 2016 and uh, stuff like that, when they got Sean Paul, they ran with a lot of what he, what he did. And then they also modernized it into a hip hop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, his business gotta be, his stuff gotta be American up to par. I think he sorted it out though. Mm. I think he learned the business. His first contract, because I, I had similar contract that he signed that came to me. What contracts did you guys sign right there? I didn't sign any. I, I, I did one deal with, with Greensleeves and then, and that was a lawyer in Jamaica looked it over. And, um, entertainment lawyer? Right. Quote, okay. unquote, entertainment lawyer. Quote, but then <laughs> I started reading my own. I, I met this lawyer and I started learning from her. So we would like, be going through with the contracts together. Mm. So I, I would be like, yo, cross that out, cross that out. So my contracts were never signed or they would not agree to my terms. Oh, you would redline and send it back to Straight. them. They look at it and said, no, we can't work. Get out of here. <laughs> so that is what that's part issue. of that's part of industry blackballing. If you can't right. get down with the turn, like Facts. if we giving everybody this deal and you don't want to take this deal. Right. You could have the best song ever. It's, it, for, for you to control the slaves, you can't let one slave get special rules. Right. You, everybody got to eat the same thing. I, I saw Sean Paul's contract before he signed it. Mm. And I was like, yo, don't sign that. Really? I said, yo, you can't sign that. And I was like, at least you go and collect the songs from the producers that you did the songs for. So at least you, you have a safe the master. And um, I think they still signed it. But it worked out for him because he became, you know. They accepted him. They accepted him, so he probably gets to negotiate. Blew he blew up. So he, he gets to negotiate after that. So time. if you had listened to me, maybe we, we would not have a Sean Paul who is super rich, them too. super rich right now. Um, but how many artists that that, that, that work for? That work for? Mm. Some artists regretted signing. Then you see the internet going, you know, you know, a blaze that they're trying to get out of their deal. And I and as soon as I see these things happening, I said, "This is the same contract." Let me ask you a question. So you're, you're still VP, right? Right. And and you mentioned it like a few seconds ago, but do you think that that lawsuit will be stronger if it's more like a class action lawsuit? Because they do this right. a lot in the United States. Yeah. I get an email, be like, "Hey, listen, um, according to some mailing list, you had." This product that was defective for all of these mm -hmm. bunches. Do you want to get on this class action lawsuit? Because you know what's going to happen? They're not trying to go to court. They're going to be like, we have a million people yep. that you screwed over. Let's go talk about a number. Right. 
Otherwise, if it's a one-off, they're going to be like, we got to defeat this one to send the messages to the other ones. But if it's a lot, they'll be like, let's figure out a number. Have you, have you thought about trying to entice other artists to join you in the plight of trying to get what's really owed to you guys right. and fix what's need to be fixed with I've, these labels? I've been trying for like a couple of years, you know, to, to, to put the word out. To let people understand. First, I have to let you understand your rights. You understand? And if artists do not understand their, what is due to them, then you have problems. Because you may start a class, a class action lawsuit with some artist, and then the person who you're suing go to, them. to these artists. Be like, it's, yo, it's it's 20, so yo, here, fi- here 5,000. It's 5 grand. Yes. To, and a man hungry that yeah, day. Yeah, and, and they might be like, take the 20 grand. Yeah, and, <laughs> decide to work against you. Mm-hmm. Go to the Go, you might show up in court. Be like, yo, you know, say, yeah, yeah, yeah I don't saw the business. Re-. And yeah, yeah, you get through. Wow. So, it, it, people are trying to do it. You know, people are trying to do it, but it's going to be difficult with people who do not understand, uh, people who do not see the bigger picture. What I'm looking at, I'm looking at Bob, Mar- Bob Marley kids. How Bob Marley kids are still benefiting from his estate, mm. from his products. You can't. How is his business done? Well done. It's sealed. I think I don't even back in the day. Yeah, bro. He was one of the artists. I think maybe the only artist out of uh, maybe Jimmy Cliff as well. I think Jimmy Cliff. But I think Bob Marley. When you look at what Bob Marley Estate stands for and and how it is being managed, you can print a Bob Marley T-shirt and sell it. Oh yeah. You get sued. They're they're on their shit. Big time. You can't put Bob Marley to advertise your festival, even though he's dead. You put up that little man with the guitar, you're dead. You're getting sued. And that is what I'm trying to get artists to understand that. Listen, if you're an established artist, there's no reason for you to die. And people asking for, go fund me to bury you. There's Mm. no reason for you to die. And your children have nothing. Does the majority of artists in in, in Jamaica, and I'm, I guess I'm talking about older artists that I would consider legends, are they receiving publishing checks and, and royalties off their music? Some publishing, I think. I think. I think because it is it was so difficult to rob so many of them of their publishing. I think some are still getting publishing, but that's it. When it comes down to the the, the whole composition, it's different elements. You have the sound recording. You have the you have the, you have the you have the master share. You have all the, that different, you know, you know, ele- different elements that you're supposed to be getting paid from. That is the reason why you have sound exchange. Is mm-hmm. what I say. That is the reason why you have ASCAP and these entities now giving you um, uh, money, you know, based on different aspect of the music yeah. of the composition. Yeah. Uh, how did you learn? Just just reading, being around the right people. Not just, not just giving it to a lawyer to be like, look over this, and I walk away. I'm going through the fine prints with the lawyer. Mm. And, and I'm a fast learner, so I just learn over the years. And, you know, there are contracts that I stopped artists from signing that, 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 that you know, I don't discuss it because, you know, it may come back to haunt me. Like, oh, you know. So it seems like, and as much as you are a legend, it seems like you're definitely also focused on the business. Because, you know, I think a lot of people get into music and 
your love for music is going to allow you to do a lot of stuff. Like, it, it took for me to realize, like, a very popular artist. Right. I'll say, Playboy Cardi hits me up. He said, yo, I want to do a song with someone else. And I'm like, all right, well, everybody loves music. It's easy to do. It's easy to do, but it's not easy to come out. There's a lot of business that got to be done. Right. So what people sometimes don't know is that the music business is a lot of business. And um, I think that's where you're at, where you understand the business part of it. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are, I think there's a lot of money that's sitting out there for artists. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes we get caught Unclaimed, up. Unclaimed. Yeah. Too. We get caught up in pettiness and we go against each other. The thing that is keeping reggaeton alive, even though we may argue that, you know, there is some amount of stagnation. But what is keeping it alive is how the artists bond, how they keep showing up on each other's tracks, mm. how they keep that the Daddy Yankee and you know whosoever is combinating on a song, you know having a combination. So that is what is the difference with with, with music outside of or from different genres compared to what we are doing in Jamaica. You know, I, I kind of see a different trend with the new youth them mm-hmm. because they're they're more knowledgeable of what needs to be done. You understand? They're handling their business, I think, you know, differently. So I see I see a difference with, with, with what, how they're handling their business in terms of how they're even linking up with each other. There's a difference there, you know, in making the money, in how you make this money compared mm. to back in the days. I think we were, and I think we were just like singing and not paying attention. Many of us were just singing and not paying attention to the business because we were making money off stage shows, stage shows. and dub yeah. plates. Mm. Yeah? That was the bulk of the money coming in. But when that starts, you know, drying up, when it starts drying up, then what? True. Because that money is going to blow. The dub plate and the stage show money is going to blow. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of artists, I, I think dub plate, especially with, well, you know, dub plate isn't that big in like, you know, United States when it comes to hip hop, but dub plate, I think a lot of artists will be like, oh, Somebody from overseas, I hit me for your dope plates. You know what I mean? My payment is to be like, yo, forget what you getting on the record side. You make your money real quick up front. Right. When in the reality of music is that when you put out a song, for the people who got their business right, quarterly, you're going to get a check. Yeah. You're going to get a check. Yeah. Whether it's from your publishing. Facts. Or it might be every six months, maybe you're getting royalty the statements. Master royalty. Yeah. Oh, you're going to be good. Right. You, you've been so vocal in trying to help other artists. I'm wondering how other artists take that. One of the few times I've remembered, you know, I seen that you were trying to help, but I don't know if it was... <laughs> Drake. Yeah, I don't know if it was anticipated <laughs> or seen that you were trying to help. Right. Drake, Bieber, Rihanna, even though we know Rihanna's from Barbados, showed up to her, but like a lot of people descended on dancehall culture and they started using certain elements to craft their albums. And this was the biggest hip hop, the biggest genre in the world. And you said one thing that was important, which they still called you a hater for it. You were like, you guys need to get credit. But pretty much all <laughs> of these dancehall artists, they were heard on these huge artist songs. Right. They weren't credited. Right. Um, by the way, Drake did, did. He responded to you, too. A couple times. Right. You know what I mean? He actually he redid uh, uh, one dance, gave popcorn a dub. Remember that one? <laughs> it said, it said, Bon Vegas, you can't reply me or whatever. I'm like, oh man, this guy, this guy feeling comfortable. Um, what do you do? You regret speaking up because 
I have to imagine you probably thought to yourself, man, I'm not even speaking up more for me. I'm speaking up to help the culture, but they're all killing me like I'm jealous. Yeah, I got, I got, I got a lot of beating. I got bashed for that. But, but what's funny is I was, a, a, I think history is going to show, just like what you can say it now. Mm-hmm. History is going to show that, um, you know, I did stand up for something. You understand? And what I stood for actually is, 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 is it, it is evident now that it was the right thing to do. Because look at Spotify. Mm-hmm. If your name is not on the, on the record, it's not showing up in your numbers, on your numbers. True. It won't show up on your, on your monthly list. So if Drake wants to do a song with me now and he chooses not to give me any credit, his millions of views are not going to benefit me on Spotify. It's not going to be reflective. That's true. So this is what I was saying. So even if their names were added then, Drake is still heavily streamed. The, the, maybe the most streamed artist. Mm-hmm. So if they were getting credit then, like an artist credit, like when Kanye West did a song with Assassin mm-hmm. and didn't put his name, Kanye West is still being streamed. I put artists on records and you go on Spotify and you pull that artist up. What's the artist number? Hey, hey listen, I, I'm, I'm going to give you the biggest example of, of what you're talking about. Right. And I know people probably hate this guy, but it is what it is. So it, during my you know parody rap career, I did a song with a hot artist at the time, Six Nine. I'm featured. No, it's it's it says Six Nine and Little Ack, which is my artist name. To this day, I haven't dropped a song in three years. I still have a hundred thousand monthly listeners. Yes, sir. I haven't dropped a song in three years. That's where your money comes in now, because you're getting work now. People are seeing your numbers on Spotify. It's a numbers game now. And then people go to other songs because yes, they're sir. like, "Well, we, we listen to him, Thank and you. we just." Seen, we listened to a song with you, so now we on your shit. And they listened to some other songs I made who had no nobody on it. So I'm like, oh, the traffic's coming here. Okay, good. Thank but you. Then you put Wizkid on the record, and he's the biggest thing right now. Mm, Wizkid, they get credit, right? Yes. Was that impactful to Wizkid's career? Of course. Exactly. So that was what I was basically saying. Do, do you think? Do you think that was specific because it was dancehall? I think that's. I think that, that's the main Facts. question. Facts. Facts and the Afrobeat artists do seem to get credit. We are to be blamed for for a, we are we we are, we're supposed to um, share some of the blame. You understand? Because we allow it, and then we complain when they're not when they're taking reggae off the Billboard um, reggae charts. Well, well let, let me ask you a question though. I think most artists. So so the, the big the big complaint usually is una T for music, but. You don't include us. Then I think some artists will say, "Well, I'll use I'll sample your vocal." Remember, they try to do it to be they do it be the one, right? They right. like I'll sample your vocal, or I'll I'll have you do a little part on it or intro or something, but you're still not getting the credit. But so so I work with you, but you're not going to be credited on my album, right? You you have notoriously spoke up like. It's not only collaborating with the artists within the genre that you're, you're kind of trying to work in. Right. You should credit those artists, right? Because you were crediting other artists. That was my point. Mm, that's true. My point of analysis was you're crediting other artists for the same thing that you're doing to dancehall artists. So the case could be made that, oh, we only sampled your song, so we don't have to credit you. We just um, got paid. We just paid for the sample. Paid for the sample. Mm-hmm. 
that that could be an argument if you were not crediting other artists that you sampled. So what was the difference in crediting dancehall artists? Is that the lack of respect? So I was basically speaking up for our whole genre when I said that. Um, and this is where I think speaking up. Sometimes people don't like it rubs them the wrong way. Right. Because ever since then, not that I've ever seen like Afrobeat artists not credited, but I look on Drake CLB, you know, he did a song with Thames. Right. A lot of people didn't know who Thames was, even though she was on the, the Wizkid song Essence at that point, which was a huge song. Right. But she gets credit. Right. You're, you're, you're gonna you're gonna be like, who's this voice on, on on this song? Okay, let me click on her music and we're gonna figure it out. Um we've seen a lot of those artists kind of kind of move away from dancehall. They're, they're, they're more dealing with Afrobeat. And I'm going to be honest with you, I wish it was more of that integration again, but we don't know if that'll happen in any time soon. Um, did we miss an opportunity to do exactly what you were saying? Yeah. Yep. And and if if Drake and the Kanye West and all the... the, the, um, the the um what what the Kendrick Lamar all of them mm-hmm. that were coming to Jamaica, working with artists, if the artists were cred- um, credited properly, I think we would have had a movement because those artists would have introduced us to a wider audience that would have researched our music, researched who we are, who, who we are, and and we would have, you know, been doing better at radio. I hate to make, I want to make this like a competition among genres. But I definitely look at Afrobeat. A lot of those artists, they came from, you know, they're from Nigeria or they're from right. Lagos, right? And, you know, Lagos is a bigger country than Jamaica, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not, it's not bigger than New York. Right. You know, we, we, we have to be, so I used to say in my mind, and I used to think about Jamaica like this, well, the reason why we're music not really pop abroad like that, we're just so tiny this and third. But you see music coming out of, like right now, music coming out of the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And Puerto Rico. Yeah. Yeah. Latin trap yeah. is huge. You yeah. see the numbers Bad Bunny's doing? Yeah. So that's that's not necessarily one of the, 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 the things that you could say, oh, because your country is small. It has nothing to do with that. Because our dance of music transcended worldwide. Yeah, true. It, there were there were no borders that could block a good dancehall song. But I think one, we stopped recording that type of music. Two, the radio stopped playing that type of music. If you go to Jamaica, 90% of the music on the radio is foreign music. Really? 90%. Why? When they're paying out royalties, when the Music Federation in Jamaica paying out royalties, they're paying out royalties, 90% of the royalties is going to foreign artists, not local artists. Why does that change? And because of this, because of so many hip-hop on the radio or, or pop music or that style of music, the, the new generation of artists and the producers... They're making and, and singing and writing the, t- the style that they're hearing on the radio, what is popular. So we have moved away from the authentic dancehall and, and, and into more foreign music. So that is why you're hearing what is coming out of Jamaica. Good thing is you have the, 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 the new generation of artists like the Skillibang and the, the Skangdem and the Intense and them look at you there. They're making the best of it. Mm. People cuss them out and say them and mash up the music and 
them not sound good and all of these things. They're making the best of it. Well, well, well there's definitely a, 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 I would say, an older school take that to say, oh, well, you're changing the sound. What do you feel about it? Because it don't look like you're, you're kind of like like rebelling against it. No, 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 because they're, they're, they're subscribing to what they're hearing. They're producing and reproducing what they're hearing. Many, many of the songs you heard from back in the days and the style of music from back in the days was from foreign music. Mm. Really? Even to some of those old Studio One music. As a matter of fact, Coxon and some of those producers, they came to America, took the, 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 the songs back to Jamaica, created a, a version of it, called the artist into the studio, sing the song. Most of those songs are covers. We, we didn't even know they were covers. You, you, you know, I, I realized that, yo, one of, one of my favorite Movada songs I realized is, is, is partially a cover for, from a Tupac song. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, yeah, I think it's yeah. in the cemetery. Yeah, yeah. gone misery. Yup. Yeah, I yeah. never know. <laughs> but that was the vibe in Jamaica. But but I feel like we made it ours though. I feel yeah. like it was so unique to like no, our no, culture. No, no, no. no. Yeah. It's a cover. Cover what? <laughs> yeah, it's a cover song, and that came to light when the song blew up. In, 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 in the pop charts. Did um last would come after that then? Well I think I think what I heard was Dan Penn just hands up. Mm. It's like oh <laughs> you know <laughs> Okay, so, so that's an interesting art. So, so you're arguing that pretty much we've been copying foreign music for a long time. Okay. <laughs> You know, I, I love watching that. I haven't seen him do one in a while, but I'm, you know, I love watching him on stage interviewing you know? him. Yo, yo, Winford Williams, you gotta invite me up there when I when I come to Jamaica. But but I'm somebody who I always feel like I feel like he's a foundation found foundationalist. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if Bonte would agree with, with that. That 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 our music is kind of also been a byproduct of copying what's been I don't know if you want to say, you know, placed upon us or what we hear. A lot of the melodies that we used back in the days, some of those melodies came from foreign music. But we just swing the melody a little different. Mm. I can play songs for you for days that came from foreign music, that we, that some of the the, the producers, are some of the the, the, the um, because it was not it didn't blow up and to the level where it drew attention, mm. or drew attention. And also, if you're not Jamaica, sometimes you probably never hear the the, the real song. Exactly. <laughs> wow. But now because the internet era now, yeah, everybody knows. So when you, when you do a cover now, everybody know. Oh, me know what a song there's a cover, and then. The Sanchez era, where Sanchez killed it, and people just started realizing that, oh, we were doing a lot of covers. I was on Sanchez, yeah. Here I am, all of them. Here I am. Yeah. We thought those songs were like original songs. Yeah, for real. Growing up. Sanchez have a bunch of covers. Lonely and those songs. We heard those songs from Sanchez before. Yeah. The foreign versions. And we only got access to the foreign versions when they, when Cable came into Jamaica. Mm. Because now cable and the, and the Saturday videos, video countdown, we started seeing these songs on on, on the countdown. You know the funny thing is, music things that them are copy we you know. We copied a lot of foreign music. Mm. Yeah, Skia and, and and a lot of those. The, the history the history is there. There are historians and musicologists who who, who, who will you know who, who dissected the whole thing or decipher the whole thing. So so would you say that? <laughs> that opens up a different perspective of what music is. Right. Maybe just music in its in itself is a fully collaborative thing. 
We're, regardless of where you're from, what genre you're doing, what language you speak, those particular melodies, like for example, if, if there's a song right now popping in India with mm-hmm. a certain melody, and if it's unique enough, somebody gonna redo that shit in English over a drill beat here, or they're gonna redo it in a Jamaica over over a beat from some hot producer. Let, 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 let's 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 put this a, a bit further. One of the most popular beat out of Jamaica, the Diwali beat. We don't we, we, we're not Indians that are like like the. Um, the, mm. the people that are making that type of beat. There's like a Punjabi vibe or that type of Duali vibe. That's yeah, what they yeah. call it, Duali mm-hmm. beat. We're, we're African, we know, not, we know Duali. Yeah, Duali yeah. is an English term. Mm. So listen to that beat. So we copied it from, you know, another genre. So music is a universal thing. You understand? We, take a, we took a lot of music and made it our own. And people did the same with Jamaican music. So did you ever think that when 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 hip hop was kind of some people thought it was predatorily, just like you know taking dancehall? Do you, did you ever think it was culture? I don't know if you ever said that about that music. I know you talked about the credit. Did you feel like that was culture vulturing? Because that was a big term used back then. They were like, "Oh, you you guys no. are culture vulturing no. dancehall." No, I, I've never seen. Maybe maybe I could have, I could have said it. Maybe like with a. With a Nicki Minaj, then why would I? Why would uh, because out of maybe anger, because when she did um um the ratatatatata song, forget what the name, which one, the one that she did on the the, the heads I beat. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, right. And by the way, she, she also did she did this with French Montana over there. She have she have freak. She have right. So. If you if if you took it and 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 you you do not want to compensate the original, you know, author, then you're a vulture. You you know, basically you 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 came and you you ripped it off, mm. right? If if you if you still without trying to you know make sure you're breaking Give it down or or, mm-hmm. or, or, or or compensate it, and it should be both. It should be like right. if, if if you were influenced by it, right. you, you pay you pay a piece of Megatron. piece of them, Megatron. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. Megatron. It's straight heads eye. Mm. You see, but they may try to make the case that oh, they didn't use your lyrics, but yeah, the beat is a part of my the, the, the composition. Did I go to court? No, I just claimed my share. Okay, okay, I'm, and I think it's in dispute. I, I'm not playing that game. So then I because, but, because but, if you go to court, it's going to be a, a musicologist, as you said. They're right. going to listen to both of them and be like, "Well, this came before whatever, whatever." We know you, yeah. They go. Remember, I'm still going to make the case that yeah, I'm a part of the com- com- composition, whether it's a beat or the lyrics. Yeah, you understand? I did. It's a master. I did my part to make it popular. Yeah. So, so to to, to to make the point when I when I speak about vulture or culture vulture, I, I don't I don't see artists using our 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 sampling or our whatever, from a different genre, and look at them. Because all of us are vultures. Mm. You see? And there are songs that I have. If you listen to it, you hear, you know, the influence from foreign music. Mm. There are beats made from, that popular beats that you listen to it is foreign influence. Oh, wow. You see? Where do you stand on um, the current landscape of just... Dancehall music and reggae music, and also the artists. Um, do, do you feel good about where it's at now? Do you feel good about the future? Do you feel good about the new guys? Do you feel good about how 
you know, some of the legends have, you know, either transitioned or adapting. What, what do you feel? And how do you feel about the fans? You know what I mean? Like, I, what's the current state? This has been the longest I haven't been back to Jamaica. The last time I've been back <laughs> was to bury my grandmother. And right. I, I haven't been back in three years. So I really, I haven't gone back there to kind of, kind of soak it in of what dancehall and reggae and what the island is feeling about it. Well, well, authentic dancehall and authentic reggae is, is, is missing from the space. It's, it's evident because you don't hear it. And you don't see anyone performing any new material, any new dancehall or reggae material. What about some of the young guys? Like, I mean, like Christopher Martin and, and other, like, they I, think they were, a, a I think they were attempting. Yeah, they made, tr but we're talking about hit songs though. Okay. And, and I think if you check Christopher Martin, um, his song that he that he broke with um, Cheetahs prior, it, it's a reggae song. Mm -hmm. But it's not like, but most of the songs that he's doing now, because he has to fit in with what's going on with the new youth then, because he's still a relatively mm. young youth. Um, Romy and Virgo, of course, he Romy tries Virgo, to, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. to keep that alive. But but I don't think, he, if, he, if his song is not in rotation and if it's just him alone. Do you think it's lacking the audience though? So maybe it's not the artist, maybe it's the audience. I think it's a combination of things. I think it needs more people to be doing it. It needs um, the radio to be playing it. Because you would just tell like a one man out there doing it and you're not as powerful as Bruno Mars who, who decided that he's going to do R&B. Yeah. And it became so popular. It's just like a, 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 he took a chance. True. Is it? Wow. But can you imagine if more artists were doing what Bruno Mars is doing? Then that music maybe would have been the most more popular music at radio now. Yeah. But right currently, some stations are, are, would not play Bruno Mars. I understand because it's it's not you know it's not something that it doesn't it doesn't fit, fit the in the playlist anymore. in the wow. format. That is what is happening with the playlist in Jamaica as well, or in the in the in the space that dancehall occupied. Oh, I, I thought it was mostly like DJs that control that. Though. Right, but if they can't mix, if I give them something and like I remember doing a a, a, a old school beat, right. Even at the same time with Drake, I did something on an old school beat and it was just like rubbish to everybody. Because it was like on an old school beat and they were not like that, that type of mixing. They can't mix it with what's going on. Mm. So they can't mix an authentic dancehall or an 80s, 2000 sounding dancehall with Skilly Bang, Wap, Wap, Wap. It's a different feel. So they're going to mix that with Jashi and Intense and so, so, Kingdom. So, so, so really it's about the juggling. Yeah. So, so like you have to adjust to the BPM. That the, and and juggling means like, you know, just like for, for it's a mixing for a DJ, right? So it, you have to operate. People usually make songs in the BPM and the range that right. other people who have hit songs are in. Because when a DJ's on the radio or if he's at a cookout or whatever, He's going to play everything that's hot within that range. Right. So if you make something that's super slower or too fast, they're going to be like... They can't mix it. Yeah. It's going to change the mood of the party. It's going to change the vibe. Yeah. And if, if, if a DJ is going to mix my 90s sound, yeah. then he's going to want to go back to 90s dancehall. He's going to go gonna change. 90s. Yeah, yeah. He's going to change the party because we don't have enough of that for him to continue the party in that vibe. You see, the mixing on the sound off. So I have a dancehall album and a reggae album, and I'm struggling, like, what to do with it. Mm. Like, I struggle. Like, what am I going to do with it? The only reason why I may drop the reggae album this year is because of what happened with the Grammys. Like, people think that we can't do authentic reggae anymore. Th that's a good conversation to get into. Right. Um, 
I've always heard it, but but you know, I cover a lot of hip hop. And primarily when it comes to Grammy time, Pete, there's a little bit of outrage. I don't know if some people see it. There's an outrage that when it comes to the reggae categories, it's always some people who I think most would say are doing an imitation of reggae. Mm. Or, we, or let's not say an imitation of reggae. They learned reggae from the pioneers and now they're doing it, right? Right. But they get awarded and then people look at the guys who they learned it from and says, well, y'all not doing it like that no more. So it, it becomes, well, if we taught you something and you're doing it, you're getting awarded for it. Is it lack of effort on our part or is it because it's branded a certain type of way? What do you think it is? I think, I think it's somewhat a lack of effort on, on our part and understandable because it's not being played. The radio stations in Jamaica and the Caribbean and all, or the diaspora, we're not hearing that sound anymore. So artists are not like, you don't have the inclination like, yo, I'm going to go do a reggae album or I'm going to do some reggae songs. It, it's, uh, it almost feels as if, if I do reggae now, I come off as an old man, like mm. a grandpa. And, and what the, 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 the kids are doing, like the skeng and the skillybang, them look like the youths. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, Back when I got into the business, I didn't see Barrington leaving them as old men, you know, still doing reggae. I wanted to do a song with Barrington leaving them, but now it's different. It's like if you go there and you're singing the old school dance hall now and the old school reggae, it feels like it feels as if you're trying to just cater to 50 year olds. Um, to compare it to hip hop, do you think that reggae now is seen as like this is how they look at it in hip hop culture, what they call boom bap? Like right now, everybody's over trap beats, everybody's yeah. whatever, whatever. If, if you hear a boom bap beat without an 808, people looking at you like, what's that? <laughs> what are you doing? Right. So did you, it's kind of like that. Like, did you ever see it going um, back? Or or I've always said culture kind of goes forward. It gets more and more extreme. Right. There was a time where people said that singing about certain stuff was just like out of bounds. Now... Yep. I remember when Lil Wayne first came on and he started rapping about Hoy Lo Finian Pussy. And people said, oh man, this is crazy. I know, man. People were Yankees huh. saying that. Yeah. Listen, now that, that's the least you could say. Same thing in Jamaica. Yeah. Same thing in Jamaica right now. Um, and not just females. I, I remember when there was a cartel song where they didn't splice about it. So, yo, cartel, I sing more suck pussy. They said it was spliced, but. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a genius. He knew it did come to this. He's just a genius. You think so? They just they were not ready yet. But if he were to do that now, he would get the biggest forward. But you know, also during that time, there was a video that leaked, and I remember they were like, "Oh, when I artist, I, I I give him a blowjob," and it was like in Jamaica, there was a time where blowjobs was like a huge deal. You know, I think now you, you, the last time I go on vacation, I go to Jamaica. I didn't know that they started accepting that. Listen, it destroyed that girl's career, Lisa Hype. Yeah. People were ridiculing her. Girls were, the other female DJs, they were like dogging her. Really? Listen, people were saying they don't want to share a microphone with her. It was like ridiculous. She was like, it was like shameful. Go listen to the songs now. Go listen to Shensi and them. Yeah, I know. I, I, Go listen I, to Jada Kingdom them. 
Hey, um, um, go listen to the man them. No, when the man them are singing at them. Nah, the man them not singing them type of thing. The yeah. man them, no. Then, well, some of us try to get there. But go listen to what the man them are tell the woman them to do. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand? So it's it's a whole. But just. Cecile. Was I don't think you're going girl? crazy when, when Alkaline sing about getting a body wash. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this, this. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think they reach that say yet. But they might evolve. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I guess you know. So this is my theory. In music, right. music rarely goes back. It gets either more extreme in terms of put it like this: if an artist, if an artist like think about the Badman sang them before, like a cartel come in. Cartel going, he going to be so descriptive. Like before, you didn't have to do that. Right. And then, you know, like, it's, it's just like anything else. Every artist, like say, think hip hop. If a female artist come and try to be sexual, you got to keep doing, doing more. Think about the WAP video that Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion did. They basically just stripping in the video. They basically just saying, hey, all you niggas come fuck me. Right. You know what was extreme? When when Lil Kim came out, Lil Kim show a little, and then Lil Kim says she make a sprite can disappear. And she just telling you, these artists they gonna show you they get they get so extreme. Now I really ask that to say, so hip hop is feels like it's moving to the realm where dancehall is less appreciated. Will there ever be a time where dancehall? No 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 not dancehall. I mean reggae. Right. Where reggae and and some of some of even. I feel like there was a there was certain morality too that reggae was also built on. Do you think that'll ever be appreciated ever again? I don't think it will ever get to that again. I think what is already done is already done with, with reggae. We mm. may find maybe a one song breakthrough. It's gonna be difficult though. Because it, it's 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 gonna sound too different at radio to what's going on now. Because remember, quote unquote trap dance all. Yeah, yeah. It's not just, it, it didn't just came out of nowhere. Those youth are emulating, are emulating what they're hearing from Jacksonville. What they're hearing is shot them, got them and them youth there. Mm. Skilly Bang style is not something original. What the six them, the youth them, squash and them youth there do is what, they're, what they've been listening to. If you listen to the trap music in America, yeah. well, it's the same vibe. It's just that the Americans then maybe can do it a little better. But Skilly Bang them a catch up. You see? And what sure. is unique about what Skilly Bang them doing? Like you 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 will soon have to start cover Skilly Bang. I cover him now. You see? Because in my French Montana jump on his beat. Mm. Trust me, I not only I cover him now, we were supposed to do an interview with him last week. And I forgot I forgot what happened. Leafy, you probably remember. Yeah, something about flight. He, but but He's in the hip hop coverage now. Thank you. And he's doing shows, radio shows, that we could not get on with dancehall. Mm. Like That's some stations that he's getting on. They had us doing the mix show. I, I, I posted him and he performed in, in New York. Yeah. Um, I posted a remix with, with French, Five Year Four and Jump On yeah. It. I, I, um, um, they do Summer Jam. I think I posted that. To, like, yeah, no, he's, he's moving out here. You know what's funny? Back in the days, if an artist, if an international artist were to jump on one of our songs, they wanted us to remix the song with something that they could relate to. Like, oh, can you change the beat? It's too hard. Mm. So many of our songs that artists jumped on, like international, and they wouldn't, some wouldn't even mess with it. 
They're like, oh, I like it, but it's too hard. That's so interesting how, like, I, I think Shensia, and by the way, you know, I think there's a lot of things that go into, like, you know, even her success. But Shensia is, is definitely benefiting from, like, the mainstream, like, hip-hop accepting her, but definitely Skilly Bang, right? But I look at it, I'm like, like, I remember just, just like, years ago, like, I feel like Popcorn should have been that. You know, I feel like Tommy Lee, if, you know, it was palatable a little bit more, should have been that. You know, like, I, I felt like, you know, those multiple artists, I, I'll definitely give it to Dex Adapts. I think some of Dex, Dex Adapts song kind of like, you know, transcend or whatever. But like, um, I feel like maybe this is a good thing for Dancehall. Because accepting Skilly Bang and accepting Shensia, I watch people love Shensia just watching her life in this and third and, and liking some of her music that when she performed, people trying to get into it. Maybe it's an inclusion where dancehall gets dancehall and reggae to some extent get into the fold. I don't think that's why I'm saying dancehall and reggae is gonna be like R and B with that Anita Baker um, mm. did. It's just a classical music. You don't mess with it. You don't try to reproduce it. You just appreciate it. Mm. So those hits, the heads eye, the I am blessed, the broke it down, whatever they are. You may find a one song like oh, Bruno Mars just came through. It's not going to be across the board. I, I, I think that era is done. Yeah? And I think what they, the, the white bands that we were talking earlier yeah. about, and they can get a Grammy now for, for their style of reggae. Should we bring a new type of music then? So I don't think it's dancehall anymore that, that, that's coming. The, they, these kids, they're, they're, they're listening to the, the trap music in America. That's well, what they're doing. So well, maybe we want to call it Jamaica Trap or something, but it's not dancehall. Yeah, yeah, we might need nothing right. for it. Because dancehall is not that groove. Yeah, yeah, true. You're and right. remember, dancehall can mix with reggae. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because dancehall, quote-unquote dancehall, is basically an evolution from reggae. Yeah, it's, it's, it's danceable reggae almost. Exactly. Like, a little it's faster more pace. Tempo because faster the Punani opinion. beat came from a reggae beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So the whole idea that, oh, this should be good for dancehall, what Skillbang them doing? No, it's, it's actually, it's, 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 it has moved on from dancehall, put it that way. I wouldn't say it is causing the death of dancehall or further de declination of dancehall. I think it has further pushed dancehall to the, to the status where it belongs. So, mm. It, it, you see that that that, yeah. that music that you appreciate. You go to a party. It's, it's classical now. When it comes it's on, blues, it's jazz. It, it it, it's, it's exactly. It, it, there'll always be a place for it. Always. It might not be contemporary, but and you might have people re trying to remake it, but that's untouched. Exactly, and we will never be able to mimic that sound with what we are using now to make music. I do want to ask you this other question, and, and most of these are really personal questions in, in terms of this is, you know, this is how much I love, like, I'm super proud, I, no matter how when people see me and they're like, oh, that's an academic, he made, he made it or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm so proud that I'm Jamaican. I'm so proud that, you know, you know, dancehall and reggae was the music that really started me on this journey. Um, so this is why I ask about, you know, certain things that I've always just thought. Uh, um and I, I'm glad I'm talking to you because I feel like you're a good person. To, you you understand the landscape. Whatever happened, like we, we all know that Vibes Cartel is in jail now. Um, am I delusional to think that that you know he if say he got out at some point? I know that they're still trying to 
get his case, whatever. He could impact the music. And also, Movado. There was a, like, Movado was with Khaled at a point. And I think that was when I, I believe the, the entire, you know, Jamaican population was like, okay, this is about to bring what we're doing to the next level. But I feel like it's not like Skelly Bang, though. It's like he was used for certain hooks and certain pieces, but he was never focused on as the artist and the star. I think with Skilly Bang, it's like you look at him and be like, oh, people starting to care about him. What do you think the difference is and what do you think about just that overall? Because there was that era, some people might say one of the peaks, there's been multiple peaks of dancehall is the Cartel Movada era. What would you say? This may be um, problematic, but to be honest with you, is not everyone can produce dancehall artist. If if I were to get, I remember when they sent me um, Beyonce, Beyonce standing on the sun to do the remix. Mm, really? Right. Um, I took it to the the genius, you know, in Jamaica, the genius them, the Steely and Cleavy them. Yeah. The Danny Brownie type of. You know, you know, you know, production I needed. The man that produced Headside. I wanted that because when I heard when I heard what she was singing, she was singing dancehall. So she wanted dancehall. So sometimes a man can't have a throat problem and you take him to a kidney doctor. <laughs> yeah. You understand? A, mm. a kidney specialist. You have to take him to a, an ENT, a, a ENT, a ear throat and nose specialist. So I think it's not everyone can produce um, dancehall. So it's not everyone can produce Mavado. Mm. So you have to understand that. So I'm not sure if Khalid, you know, understand, you know, how to produce dancehall if he's if he's trying to do dancehall or if he was trying to do dancehall with Mavado. I don't know if he was trying to do dancehall. I think he was trying to use dancehall elements, which was just very important. Like, if, if somebody come to work with you and they're like, well, yo, Vegas, we're, we're trying to use an element that contains your sound, but it's not necessarily, like, we're not fully developing you in the arena that really your music and your art lives in. When you're taking me out of my comfort zone. That's true. You understand? If if I were to work with Mavada and I, I'm gonna spend money on Mavada, what what you know Mavada for? I know. I know I'm gonna I'm gonna give GM. I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give the world what you know Mavada for, but I'm gonna find the best of it and produce to the world. Why did you accept Mavada? Why you like Mavada? That is what I want to sell you. You came to my my vineyard and you wanted apple, and I'm like, yo, yeah, man, them apple, nice apple, but me have some melon around here, so so I'm start mm. mix the melon with the apple. But doesn't that happen often though? Like I feel like a lot of times when hip hop or people in hip hop try to deal with artists that are, you know, um, like from Jamaica or, or like they do regular dancehall, they'd be like, "Well, since you're looking at me like I'm giving you the opportunity, you need to fit in with me, not I need to figure out the comfort place of where you're at." And that probably that probably happened to you too. That confuses the audience. Because then it's not authentic anymore. Why? Why? When I go to a concert in 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 a, a predominantly white neighborhood or, or 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 region, and I'm why 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 are they reacting? Because I'm like, if you love reggae music, put your hands up. That is why they wanted me there. 
Mm. So you know, they didn't want me to come and, and sing a mixture of dancehall with pop music or hip hop. Yeah, music. so you know, I'd be like, yeah, Yo, you guys love Taylor Swift. Now you exactly. Yeah, okay, you keep. So it. when I put on now, now they go crazy. When I put on murder, she wrote, they go crazy. That is what they like. That is yeah. why they wanted me there. They wanted heads eye. The thing is with Skilly Bang, and you would say with to compare him with a Movado. Skilly Bang is being who he is. You don't see them take the beat and I try to say, oh, is 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 local Jamaicans build this beat, so it's not really ready. No, French Montana jump on the same beat. You yeah. See? That's true. Because that is where Skilly Bang is comfortable. You try to change up the whole thing and try to add something else and try to move that around and you try to make him sound different. Oh, Skilly Bang, I think you should try to sound like Shabba Rankin. It's like, yo, that's not me. Uh, you understand? So, it's not everyone knows how to produce dancehall artists. So, if I, if I were DJ Khalid mm. and I want to help some of these dancehall artists, I would have gone to the gurus, mm. the producers in Jamaica who understands, because he has the money can be like, yo, the work for hire that, that, that we spoke about earlier. Yeah, on. yeah. So the producer would have to understand that, yo, you can't bring that whole thing about your own, the master. I'm giving you this work to produce Mavado. You see? With that being said, right? And I guess this is the part where I look at Jamaican music culture because this happens now in American hip-hop culture. Right. Why is it, and I think, you know, there's been times that's been attempted. Why is it that the, either the older art uh, artists or the, you know, the elder statesmen of the culture don't all sign artists and start developing talent. I feel like certain people might do with certain crews, right. but like you've been through, you've been through the gamut. You like, right. you know what, you know what it is. Right. Like again, you're a legend. You, you, your resume is on, is on tarnish. It's going to live forever. Right. But you know, there's always going to be a need for the kids to identify with somebody like Skinny Bang. Right. Do you look towards like, oh, I should sign somebody. I need to find the next, the, the next generation. I would love to. I would love to have a, an empire in Jamaica. Cartel was, you know, was a perfect example of what could have been. And he had an ear for the music. Yeah. It's like the whole movement that Cartel was doing. Because he was doing the business side of it too. He was mm. signing the artists, he was writing for them, he was producing them, he was overseeing the projects, he was developing the talents. So no, no I, 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 I do, like, I try to do it from a distance because it's not every upcoming artist is going to want to associate themselves with certain people too. True. Because remember, if I don't have no street cred, if I do not have street cred in Jamaica, some, some of these hardcore upcoming artists, they're going to want to mess with persons with street cred because they believe just that person putting a signature to their project is mm. going to help them, is going to propel them to stardom. So they're not necessarily going to come and be like, oh, I'm going to sign to Mr. Vegas um, label. They may see that as detrimental to their career. Mm. Understand me? Because I remember say, the youth, them sensitive to certain issues, especially when people try to stigmatize your name for years. 
You understand? I want now go really want to come around the environment there because I'm afraid my name get stigmatized too. True. You understand True. me? I say so. If a man are a bad man in the street, a man say I'm a bad man artist. I you to go more want go around him because him I go say yo, a him me a roll with. He's the one I'm hanging with. Mm. Does that hurt? Because because I think part of how a culture and a genre grows is that artists. You're gonna have legends, and it's just like basketball. You gonna right. have you. You see, Michael Jordan, he a legend. You don't right. ever have to do anything, right? But he also he's getting his hand into ownership. This is right. how you really get to transform Facts. the culture. Facts. You know, and, and um, you know, I look to all the all the, the 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 great artists we've had, and we're like, and I look at them, and I'm like, yo, you guys should be executives. Like, if a VP coming in for license the right way, the right mm -hmm. way, mm -hmm. they should have to immediately get stopped. This should get stopped at a terminal. Because we have the resources can do the same thing. Yeah, this should get stopped at a terminal right. to talking to the, the guys who Facts. who really have the infrastructure the and, right. and they should become executives. The thing is, an artist, when a, let's say, for example, let's say Shensia. Shensia would not sign to a low, another artist. And she sounds like Robbie. It's Hitch? possible she, she wouldn't sign to another artist. Like that's hypothetically speaking. Okay. She would have rather to sign with a foreign entity or a foreign manager of would would maybe maybe not necessarily <clears throat> excuse me, not necessarily the right fit for her. But of course it's it's a good look to sign yeah, with her. It looks better. Right. Yeah. So an artist that is already popping, they're not gonna be like, okay. I'm going to sign with Vegas. They're going to be like, Vegas look like a leech. Him mm. just want to come leech by my thing. You understand? Wow. But they will sign to a VP record or a Green Sea record because they believe that, oh, this foreign company is going to take me to the next level. When all you're doing is you're, you're ensuring that, listen, let me help you to get there. Even if we have to go through that entity, I'm going to make sure that you're taken care of. I'm going to make sure that at the end of the day, you are, you have money. At mm. the end of the day, you, you're going to see your publishing sorted out, your sound exchange, your ASCAP, all of these things. How many, um, your, your true value on the market. Are you pricing yourself out of the business? Do you have a visa? Why you, why you do not have a visa? Th there was a time the, the visa was a huge like deal. Right, still is. I, I, I mean, I've, I felt like you were always traveling. I, I remember back when I was at Rutgers University and we were trying to get artists and they got like a wish list of artists. Yeah. And it was like three or four of them that said, well, Cartel can't leave Jamaica. This blah, 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 blah. And it was like, well, the, 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 the artist that is the best fit that is also still relevant is Vegas. Yep. Let's go get him. Now, that probably helped you because you could up your price be like, you can't get the other guys. I made a lot of money off just that because being a man can't travel. So who's the next best fit for the, oh, for the concert? Uh, yeah, has um, At one point, Elephant Man had court issues. Mm -hmm. But when I come through the when I come through the, um, the, the the immigration, they all know me, and they know I'm a straight shooter. No problems. Why is it like that in Jamaica though? Like, like why is it so? It feels like discretionary, where it's like, uh, we, we like. Is, is it like if you're convicted of a crime or is it like, or if they want, if, if somebody Being arrested, um, affiliations, it depends. Mm. 
I don't think it's just people just being discriminated against based on is it that would be subjective because they are artists they are model citizens model artists that 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 immigration and and the embassy show um great respect for and they've been traveling non-stop all year round they have no visa issues so i think you know if if an artist is 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 doing straight business there's no need for that artist to worry about traveling what about if you're an artist that's from the streets and you they just see you close to certain stuff maybe you haven't gotten arrested i've always thought about alkaline i said well well you know he makes music that's in a certain realm right they might look at him a certain way but this young guy we haven't seen anything too crazy about him right you know getting arrested um does that affect it does that affect you like on a, on a um visa or whatever i'm, I'm not sure they're just singling out people who are hanging out in the streets among people but to speak of alkaline there was one time that he got arrested and there was some yeah, whatever yeah. it was yeah but he noticed after that after that arrest nothing else we ain't seen nothing else. he realized that yo i'm not going down this road yeah and now he's all about his business he's, he's keeping his own concerts and he's very smart he's doing those concerts where he's booking the venues and he's eating the food. He's making the money. Really? Facts. So Very he's smart. getting he's getting the venue and he's super, So he's not just waiting for a promoter to call his line. Smart. That is what the white bands are doing. Really? They're booking out the venues and they're keeping their own shows and they're they're coming up on track star. Mm. So that's why that is the reason why they're doing numbers. When you go to see a white band in California or these regions slightly stupid all, all these white bands they're booking out these venues they're doing their own concerts wow facts and sometimes three four of them in the same venue and the number is going to show that you pulled 10,000 you pulled 10,000 even though it's five of us in the same venue if we could do that as dancehall artists like can you imagine Mr. Vegas on the road um, being a man on the same show you know yeah. and another popular 90s artist a Wayne Wanda that's a must see because you're talking about Wayne Wanda performance over here yeah yeah but just, just imagine a package imagine the other day they did a package with Cutty Ranks and Supercat and Shabba Rankin and Junior Reed and that was sold out all those artists now are showing up as crowd pullers how many people were in the venue 10,000 it showed that each one of them had 10,000 people in the venue Mm. that's a business now and that is what I, I, I try to pass down to the, to the artists then but we'll see what happens going forward wow you know I, I, I'm, I'm excited for, for you know the music to kind of forward on um, outside of you know certain things that you're fighting for right what else you have going on I just released two singers um, I, I'm working with Young Alf Young Alpha from Nigeria just mm. to get a different sound. Because as I said, I don't believe reggae or dancehall. I don't think the time now for it to break through is going to be, I don't think it's going to be possible right now unless I see some form of change in, 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 in the, in the airplays. So I did something with this. I'm working with this guy from Nigeria. His name is Young Alpha. And he's, he's just as good as the Afro producer. So I'm, I'm bringing like African sound now to what I'm putting out. You see what I'm saying? I have, I have another record. It's like most, more of a dance record with um, dance or dancing, like just happy music. 
Um, what's the motivation still? Like, I, th- I think I'm still hungry. Even really? No way. Facts. And I think no, I still have a lot to prove because one prove thing with who? me, listen, one thing with me, somebody said, oh, you're dunce. You're uneducated. You don't have no sense. You're illiterate. I have to fix that. I go back to school. See? Somebody say, you can't find another hit. I get up every day trying to find one. It's just like somebody said, LeBron can't win another championship. You'll be like, why want to win another one? Yeah, 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 but, but you know, I always say to people, you see, the music game is so tough. Right. If you last more than five years, you're good. If you last more than 10 years, you're good. You're great. Right. You're a legend to me. Over 10, you're a legend. You last over 15, not only you're a legend, you're generational, you might be one of the best. I think, I you think. You pass it, 20 and 30, you become an icon that is synonymous with the music. And that is, that is where I don't think I'm at that place yet. I don't think I'm iconic as yet. I think one more hit. You're, you're, no, no, you don't need another I think hit. one more hit, I'll be, it's like the top 10 NBA players. And you just added Seth Curry. Why? Because he got an MVP. If you didn't get that you MVP, think you need one more hit. Make it stop. Maybe, facts. What, what? I think one. I think if I get one more, no, stop it. I think if I get one more song as big as "Broke It Down" or "Hot Walk," I think there will be no you question even, if I'm supposed to sit at the you table. You even need "I Am Blessed." I'm gonna be honest with you. Like you, I needed that. No, well, you you may have think throw that in the moment. I think you're competitive. You see, a lot of people like I think Drake, right? I think Drake and LeBron they're competitive. I think it burned. It, it was a burning feeling in his gut. When LeBron's sitting at home and watching him guy play for the championship, he don't need no more. Like, granted, we all want to keep doing it forever. LeBron is already at the table, but I do not think I'm at the table with Shabaranks. I do not think I'm at the table with Sean Paul. I do not think I'm at the table with Shaggy. Mm. You understand? Okay. What I'm Even That's though a good you, you, can, you can look at Shaggy and Sean Paul and be like, oh, they're like more pop. Mm. But but like with Shabaranking, I'm not I'm not even on the step to the table. With Shabba Rankin. Shabba Rankin, like... Is that a motivation, though, where you're like, yeah, I, can, I can get this shit 100%. Closer. 100%. Like, I'm, I'm not... I think if I get one more hit, I'll be sitting at the table with Beanie Man. You see? But, but I think you're in that realm already. I don't... Beanie Man is... I, what does another hit do? You tell... It, it gives like, you... I, I, I think it gives you another peak of your career. It shows that you have done it through so many generations. Like like two and a half decades, there will be no question. Because Beanie Man, if you look at Beanie Man's catalog and the amount of billboard songs that he, that like Zim Zima is a big tune. I still think I'm going to find a record. I still think that every day. You still think you're going to find the biggest one now? Yeah, I think I'm going to find a bigger record than Head's Eye. Trust no me. Way. And I keep recording stuff. It may, like now, I have a song in, 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 that I did with a Brazilian artist, Ludmilla. It's 45 million views. You know, we re- they released it like five, six months ago. It's 45 million views. And it's like one of the biggest records in Brazil, Portugal, those regions. You see what I'm saying? So maybe it's not going to be from just Vegas. You see? I just I did something with Hardwell. It may be, maybe it's going to come from... That's the competitor in you. Right. Maybe I'm going to do a record with you if you decide to do a production, like a DJ academics, um, not just a presenter. Yeah. Or, or a person who, you know, critique it's, records. I, I, I put out something like Cali. Put out something. It may be 
Like if I were to if I if I were to sing for Khalid, yeah, it would have been I would have been like, yo Khalid, I want this person to produce this record. I'm going to the gurus because he has the potential or he has the resources and the backings that can get a dancehall record on radio. No, of course. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, no, of course. But just me from Jamaica doing a dancehall record and be like, let me put this out. It's going to be difficult because I do not have the resources that a Drake has. And you're right. I'm just shocked that man, 25, 24, 25 still. years. It, like, you still get up and you're like, man, I, I want to get that Facts. record. Really? Facts. You know the reason why I'm so shocked? And by the way, I, I, I don't want to make this like a, a, a you know a Jamaican thing because I, I feel as Jamaicans, we're really hard workers. But you know, I cover these guys in hip hop and two, three years, they feel burned out, man. It's like they don't want to work no more. Right. It's like you tell them like, yo, you know, you should still keep recording music. They kind of look at you like, what? Yeah. And you're 25 years in and you're still thinking you bought a, you want to find a record bigger than Heads High. Facts. I think I think I'm gonna get a top ten record. Maybe just not with. with maybe it's not gonna be just me. You see, I'm I'm and it's gonna happen. I'm, I'm putting it out. It's gonna happen. It's, it's more difficult it's, now it's, because it's the work ethic for me. It's like, more difficult now because streaming. It's it's difficult to 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 get the streaming numbers now. What's your thoughts on streaming and how does that change stuff? Because, you know, obviously this is being broadcasted right now on Spotify. Right. Um, there was a time where it was just, you had to go to a record store. The record. The record stores, at least over here, they got rid of most I, of them. I, I think streaming is, is essential now because it, it, it reflects on um, how good the record is doing. It's, 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 you sure it's, it doesn't reflect on the youth? Because, because you might put out a really good record and if the youth don't, like, for example, there's certain artists I cover, they're so popular with the youth, anything they put out, everyone's going to go check true, it out. True, true. But it shows how good the record is doing. Mm. The streaming. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Now in Jamaica, people are pulling up Spotify yearly streams. Yeah. Like, yeah. how much was your annual streams? Yeah. And they're using that to that, bring that's some form of credibility yeah. to yeah. Your, or, or some form of legitimacy to your career in Jamaica right now. They're doing that every... At the end of the year, you see everyone putting up their numbers. Yeah. Why aren't you... Like, you know, most people I know who have had success, you know in the past, they usually come off grumpy because you're mm. like, oh, you guys, it, shit done changed. <laughs> but it seemed like you, you, you one of the people, you down to get in the ring with them today with, with the new metrics. Like, you're like, oh, streaming, that's what's that? Okay, I'm, I'll give it to you guys on the streaming. I'll give you one better. If the artists, the, the, the 90s, 2000 artists, if they were emulating some of the styles, from these younger artists, they would have been in the mix with them. Instead of being like, okay, you should be doing it like us. Mm. It's like Steph Curry's now three, shooting a lot of three points. He changed the game. Changed the game. But that's a lot of ego too. Like some people might be like, well, you started doing it because of me. Why the hell should I follow you? What, well, you know what? Let us all die together. Mm. <laughs> Let us all fail together. You see? So if I, if 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 many if more of our artists that claim that they're icons, if they were like doing songs and emulating some of the styles that these users, but they don't see that they're like, yo, that's another dancehall. Me not do it. That's until I, 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 it I've, creeps I've always up. Seen that, yeah. Until it creeps up and it hits the Billboard charts, 
Yeah. And it becomes the most popular thing coming out of Jamaica. Then they're going to want to play what? Catch up. Yeah. When they could have been in the mix earlier. That's true. And that, I think, that is what's going to happen. Well, if, if you would give advice to like, uh, I think Shensi has had a very interesting part of her career. I think social media has helped her a lot. Um, she's been around a lot of artists. She's also a very pretty girl. Um, I know people who don't know music of hers. Like, they know Shensia, but they don't know Shensia's songs. What advice would you give to, because now we're in the, the, the realm of social media. I've said this for hip-hop a lot. I've said sometimes artists get popular before their music get popular. You obviously came from a time where your music was popular before people really knew who you was as a person. These days, it might be like, oh, yeah, we like the fact that she's on Instagram. She go live. She got, like, this personality we like or whatever the case is. You know, she talks about certain things. How do you get the music to catch up if you were going to advise an artist these days? First thing, Shensia, I really like Shensia. Yeah. I really like Shensia, and, and I think she's, she has a potential. But what you're trying to say is, is what many of us are afraid to say. If, if I know you and I do not know your music, it's a problem. No, of course. I, yeah, I would definitely say that. I, I watched that with Tira Marie. Mm, that's a good one. You understand? How do you it's, fix it? Like while you're in it, and by the way, you know, I was supposed to have a we were supposed to have an interview with her in Miami, but like the, the dates didn't work out. And I don't know if she she thinks that. I think that. The business I, I, people, the people who are cognizant of what it takes mm. to work in this industry. You see the ego and somebody may get offended by you saying it, but you you have an idea of what it takes. Mm. This is not like me on social media chatting every day. I'm already established. Yeah, true. I can get a show tomorrow with someone just want me to come perform, and I'm going gonna, gonna to perform the hits. I know a girl right now that I know a girl right now that she looks at Shensia and she's like, I like when Shensia puts up the video showing her skincare. And I said, Well, what That's songs you know? None. That's a problem, and that is. Look at the difference with Skillibang and Shensia. Yeah, no, he's definitely known for the music. You know him about the music. That is. His I don't attention. even know his Instagram page. Well, actually, I do bad every day or something like that. Because, but, but, but like, if, I've only seen the music come through there. If he were to be on the internet every day talking and showing products and putting up videos and going on interviews talking about not the music, I would have said, yo, it ain't gonna work. But hold on, I think she is super talented, but like, how do you catch it? So... All right, so you're a manager. By the way, we're just making stuff up. So you're a manager, right? You see, I would still consider this good problems because getting people to know you at all is good. Is hard. Right. However, you have to be cognizant of where you are. Yep. Because if you could think you're having success until you drop the album, you say, well, wait, nobody don't listen. Yeah, they, they weren't following you for that. You can't look at the followers and the likes and everything. You got to know what they really want. At this point... How do you kind of start angling it towards the music that you get a conversion? First thing, I'm, I'm going to get back to the roots. Mm. The people that knew her before the whole product line and... Yeah, I think like Shade Room also like blew her up. But, but Shade, Room, stuff. Yeah, Sh- Shade Room will blow people up. Who is her boyfriend? And yeah, all yeah. But like who you rumored today? Like nobody cares. Like, I'm taking her back to where it was with the music. 
Okay. When you put a song up, that's what we're talking about. Mm. When you're going out there to perform, that's what we're talking about. And I think she's a good performer too. I like that. And I'm not putting you on concerts that you're not ready for. Okay, hold on now. The, the, see, the, I think that's controversial. So you're telling me you wouldn't put her on her biggest stage just because, no. hey, we know your name. Right. But now she come out here to perform. And by the way, I'm watching her performing. She, she got a nice little set, but they, they might be like, oh, what am I saying? Because, because I understand that world. And you only can call in those, those favors so often before they start ducking you. Before they start not answering your calls. Before they say, oh, um, and they start talking around the industry. So, so, so what would you do? You, would you have her kind of do like her shows that might be smaller? Perform where she's strong. Mm. In audiences where she's strong. When you get that record, when you get that buzz, I'll put you out there. You're one of the people who I would consider, and I think one of the things I never hear them talk about in hip hop, you know, I mean, I follow like dance, I like reggae culture. They always, the great performers get like a, it's like a, it's like you get five stars on your chest. Right. Like you could have a hot song, but if you can't perform, yep. you're not better than somebody with an older hot song that could really perform. Yep. What do you think that matters now? Because, you know, like I think in the hip hop culture to a certain extent, because they, they do all these festivals too. As soon as they see somebody who hot, they just start screaming. They don't even know the song. You know, you go to Rolling Loud, I see some people send me videos like, yo, look how the crazy the crowd was going. I said, not one person was singing the song. Yeah, but the, the, the person that is on the stage, they know their songs. It's mm. a whole different thing. They know, they know those, they know um, Kodak Black songs. They may not be singing. Yeah, yeah, okay. But his presence and they know his songs. Mm. They do not know Kodak Black outside of music. All the other controversy that comes with it is after the music or is secondary to the music. All those rappers that they may be screaming for, they know their music. I, I watched Shensia at Summer Jam. And Summer Jam is in a stadium that's MetLife Stadium. It could hold 50,000 people. They put her on the main stage and I'm proud of her for that. But when, when I was watching her and she had a great outfit on, and by the way, I think her performance, you know, she, that's choreography, some stuff, it was going, everything's good. But I then thought to myself, do the people in the crowd know the songs? Or maybe this is a way, but I guess it's going counter to what you say. Is this a way where if people see the exposure and go home and look it up? Or they're just looking like, yeah, I know her from Instagram, but I don't know. these. What, what is this? You see, I have to decide if I'm if I if if I'm the manager, I have to decide if I have a reality show star or if I have an artist. Okay. That that is what I need to decide as a manager. And I need to let, let you as the artist know that. What about if the counter like for example, shit came with a song that was a kind of like controversial in Jamaica. Let me see a bunch of people I talk about it, right? Um maybe social media gets the song popping. So you have to keep the social media part of it. Right. Right? It's just that I guess, for somebody like her, I don't know if she hasn't had the big enough song, because you know who I used to think about like that? Sweetie. I used to think about Sweetie like that. Right. I used to say, well, you're this person's girlfriend. We know you for this online. And then, like, her her management and her team start 
well, first of all, they start taking older songs and pretty much making her do covers. They know people gonna like it already. They're just trying to match a new sound to her. And, you know, eventually you hear, like, a, like now when I think about Sweetie, I'm like, oh, yeah, she do have a song, My Type, you know? So, so they, they do it. They're trying to they're trying think. They're trying to think. Right. And, 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 I'm, and I'm guessing if, if that's, like, a way to kind of, like, break that kind of curse, because I know what you mean in terms of when you see somebody as a social media star, it's like a reality show over there. You, you, don't, you would, don't look that at would, That would stick on you, though. You would end up like K. Michelle, them and those artists. Mm. That that is what I would fear. Okay. If I were if I were if I had an interest in 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 in, in her career, I would fear that. I would fear those talented artists that ended up on reality shows and did not find the song, but mm. they know people know them a lot based on just being reality stars. So, so let me ask you a 2022 musical up-to-date question because I've said one of the things that changed, and I remember I had technology was changing, is that for some people, right. fame is more lucrative than having talent. There's a lot of people with talent who broke. There's a lot of people who, who got fame. You could turn fame into money easy. Right. So if you're the manager, right. if you know she's going to get a fashion over deal, she's going to get this, that, and third because she's known, how much do you focus on the music? If, if it's about the money, because she has that. I, I, if I'm focusing on that, then I don't care. But what, what am I selling, though? If I'm selling an artist, then I will, that's a whole different story. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm building her up, to the point where I can get a runaway runway deal, or I can get her to model, or I can get her to get into any one of these companies and take the money, you know? Or she can be the face of any one of these beauty products. Then that's a whole different story. Well, if I'm, it's about the money. Well, I would argue these days for a lot, I know people who build an artist that it is about the money. That they're like, listen, we come from a place of not having money. Right. So, we're trying to get you to get some money via music. But if along the way you get more popular than the music, as long as we can still financially benefit off it, hey, if the music catch up, it catch I'm, up. I'm if good not, for that. It. I'm good for that. But if we're speaking on a musical, mm. if we're speaking musically, yeah. it's a whole different story. Because I see her as someone who can maybe end, in, end, end up, in, um, ends up in Hollywood. I, I can see her you know, being cast. Mm. You know, casting in movies, I I can see her getting roles. If if it's about the money, mm. because she's beautiful, she's um, she has that thing, she has that swag, she lights up the room. But I don't I don't want to put her out there to not, you know, it, musically. I don't want to put her out there. I would not put her out there to show. You know, to show her up. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean. The, well, the fortunate thing about even this whole discussion is that, uh, you know, whether we're, at, whether we're at talking about, like, you know, Skilly Bang or we're talking about her, we're talking about, uh, and by the way, what about Spice? I think Spice is an interesting, <laughs> that's an interesting conversation because Spice, I, I used to look at, like, Spice, like, under the tree, Alitas, huh? You get me? Like, in terms of that raunchy artist that was really going out and had a bunch of time with Cartel, and, like, really great artist. But she kind of became like a reality superstar too. Like if you ask me now, 
I know there's a girl out there. She knows Spice from a, from a show. She don't know Spice music. Well, she's making the money though. She's making that bread. So maybe it's about the bread now. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I think you still look at it from a traditional artist perspective, right. and I think a lot. I know based on your your line of questions. Though. If it's about the artist doing music, it's a different thing than from people making money. I think the majority of artists these days. Their goal is to make money. If it's about the money, then I think they're doing the right thing. I think they're doing what they have to do to make money. And I think. W would you compromise anything with yourself? Like somebody come through with the. I mean, obviously, like, you know, we're still a businessman, but like over the years, was it ever hard for you? Because again, th these are deals that's coming to them now. Be like, hey, listen. Hey, well, instead of being in the studio all the time to be working right. on your art, well, take this money here to do this. Remember, you need money. And, you know, oftentimes when you're chasing the art and the greatness, usually that mentality is that the money going to come. Right. But if the money already come in, sometimes it diverts you. Has Have you ever gotten those opportunities where you're like, man, I, got, I have to choose between the art and just some money? No, no. Those opportunities were not were not available, but maybe if 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 I if I could have made money like just to be a model, I make like crazy money. Yeah, I, that would have been something I would have. Maybe I would have think. You know, I don't know. But maybe, oh, okay, maybe, so say you get an opportunity, right? You know what? Let me let me correct that because I I had the opportunity to to sign with like Ultra and and those labels, and just based just based on the agreement where I couldn't. Record when I wanted to record. Yeah, there you go. I, I turned it down. Mm, why? Because I wanted to be f like free to go to the studio when I wanted to go to the studio to put music out when I wanted to put music when when I want to put music out. So it it was not, you know, something that I, that I, that I was interested in. I, I rather to because I'm gonna get up in the morning and I'm gonna be like, yo, a song came to my mind, and I'm gonna have to record this song. Yeah. So, so you've made a decision before in the past to not compromise right. what you're chasing here with your art and with right. music to be like, all right, well, if you give me the, because sure, a lot of people have to do the compromise where they're going to give you the money, but they said, you know, you say you were going to go record over here and go do an album over there and go perform over there. Right. Now you can't do any of that. But right. you got the money. Right. You got the money. So well, don't well, complain. I, I chose the, 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 the other way out. Mm. But, but now it's a different era. It's a different era. Like, like, if someone were to like, okay, I'm going to sign you to this podcast to just speak on social issues. At this stage of my career, maybe I would. But it would have to be, say you said the, the, um, the cost of the fact that, the cost of, yo, for the next two years, you can't drop music or perform. But you get, you're getting all the money. That's going to be difficult though. Because mm. it's just a creative juice. You're going to go crazy. Mm. It, it, it's just... It, if you love music, it's like if you love what you're doing. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? There's something, an album drops, and you're like, yo, I'm, I don't want to talk about this. Yeah, but yeah. Just that, that no, thing. No, no, I completely get you. Mm -hmm. And I, I only bring that up in the context because these days I think the hardest thing for an artist, right. it's just like even basketball. You see they have this new thing where like, if you're in college now, you get paid. Right. So you know what's happening now? People going to these kids and saying, don't go over there. I'll give you the back right now. Right. People are making money, money plays. And, and, and money is, is 
you know, we all need money. It's a right. great thing. But that could definitely take you off your path sometimes, you know? And then you have players who will take a pay cut just to get, an, uh, get a ring. True. See, see so there's two different types. There's right. the type of guy who says, right. I'm going to just take this money because really I came for the bag. Right. You know, this is a culture about securing the bag. And then that one person that says, you know what? If I do great work, the money going to come. It's going to come. So I'll sacrifice some of the money Facts. now because Facts. I'm going to get it later. Like, like when I just got my break, I turned down um, deals with, even VP records, like, mm. because I, I, I thought if I if I did it my way, I would be better off. It it it, it has worked out so far. I think, maybe not on the level where Sean Paul is, but I I, I think it's it worked pretty good it, for you. It worked out because I'm still doing. I still have control over me as an artist. I still control when I want to put a record out. I'm not pressured into putting music out. You see. Mm. Um, not to go back to this thing before, but did you ever talk to Drake after that? Like when that whole thing happened? No, 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 no. And it's not like we're having an association for me to. I just spoke in general. But but I remember like just even hearing when he was like quote unquote answering to you, even though he was trying to do subliminal. But that's one thing he does. Like if you're in the culture, you know who you're talking to, right? Right. Did I would imagine you were like this guy has the audacity. Like, you want to talk to me like me as some, you know what I mean, like some walkless you like. But I understand why he could have, why he did that though. Because you have to understand, if I'm speaking for you, and, and. Mm, okay. You know and, and, and I'm not and speaking for like, myself. Yo, why you talk to me? You know why you talk for me? Mm, okay. Then of course, I'm going to feel privileged. Like, yo, yeah. me can't diss you. <laughs> did, did, well, did you ever talk to Popcorn? No. I, I, there's nothing to talk about. It, those were just examples of what was happening at the time. But it was a general statement. Do you ever regret, you, have you ever said anything in your career where you might just be, because I, I see you speak up a lot. Sometimes it might be for a person or about a situation, but you can extrapolate from that. You're really speaking about usually the business right. or you're speaking about very big issues. You might just use one example. You ever say something and you'd be like, man, these people really don't appreciate me because I do think you're unappreciated in, in that sense. No, but I don't think I've ever said anything where, um, well, I've said things that I, I, I don't think they, they, they get what I said. I don't think they appreciate, they appreciate what I said, but then I know it's going to come back. It's going to get to it. Mm. You see? So when I speak on social issue, you know, people may see it as, oh, he's talking about someone else again. Like there are artists that I spoke about and then it, you know, it comes to pass, it comes to pass. What I was saying, but then what do you do? Stop speaking? Or you just mind your own business as people would say? Mm. But the That's business, the I'm speaking on the business of music and the business of social issues. So then it becomes all of us business. Mm, that's true. Right. Um, I, I do have one more question before I, I throw it to you, and you could promote whatever you you want. Um, and, and it's another question about just the future of things. I, 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 I'll, I'll start by using me as an example. You know, one of the reasons, actually, the reason why I became a DJ is like I remember. I remember listening, or I used to watch like videos of Jamaican parties. This is right. I remember McCumpy with me like eleven. Right. So I mean, I watch them and say, "Oh man, I wish." I could do that. So I was trying to recreate it. Right. But 
hip hop culture was so different. You know, we, we call a DJ in Jamaican culture the selector. Right. You know, over here, it's just a DJ, but also it's very different. Like, if you're running your mouth on the mic all night, they're not going to like it. They don't, want, they, they don't want you to be, like, right. there's only certain lead-ins you could do. You say a couple things, get, you Facts. know. But I really like, I'm like, yo, look up, yo, look up, Mataran, it's a shell dunk the party. I'm like, yo, that's great. And over here, once I started DJing, I quickly saw not only technology changing, I said, I think a DJ in American culture is going to become useless. Because I looked at the selector in, in dancehall culture, I said, they're making themselves the center of the culture. Over here, your button presser. That will go away. I saw new apps coming out. There's uh, virtual DJ. You could put on auto DJ. You don't do anything. You always just make the playlist. So I said, I need to make myself more important. That's how right. I got into radio. I right. said, I need to let I need to find the anchor where people value me and maybe it's around my opinion. Um going back to you know, just to just dance hall or music in general, how do you see uh, the culture or just some certain roles that's historically been important, whether it's uh, uh, MC or, you know, a sing J or a DJ in terms of an artist. And then the selector in terms of, you know, the actual person spinning the record. How do you think th these things are going to change in the future? I, I, I think the, the same way. How or producers too. If you look at, if you look at major laser, or you look at Hardwell, they're basically doing the same thing that we're, what you're saying, the press the button and so forth and so on. Mm -hmm. I think it's more about um, the individual, the character, the popularity, how popular the person is. Because that person can be very popular and just be there like pressing buttons. But is it major? I would consider him. Is he a is he a producer though? Does he fall on the producer side or, or is he kind of like a, because he, he performs a, the music too? But they have like, you know, the, the Waltify and, and the it was basically the same thing yeah. on the road, DJ. But their brand, their names, is what stands out. So pe people are booking them based on the name. People are coming to hear music. And people still, to this day, they may not want to hear um, like a DJ Khalid vibe over the mic shouting and screaming and, and like a Mataran or so forth. But people are booking this, or people are coming to this event because who the DJ is. So, so I think that's going to be around for matters. a long time. Okay. okay, I don't think it's going anywhere. I think what what's more going to be outdated is the screaming over the mic, mm. because people want to just party and dance and have a good time. <laughs> and and that now now that we have social media, it just comes like when I'm on the road, I try to turn on my DJ mic. <laughs> you try to turn it down? Yeah, like yo, yo, yeah, <laughs> bring that down. I'm like. Because it, I don't want it to overpower the show. True. I don't want it just a, a bunch of that screaming. You see what I'm saying? So people, people, I think people are getting to that point where they just want to go out and hear the mix. The mix is what it is. So, I, and if there is no one there, if the music is, if you just put something, like you put a CD in, it's a whole different vibe. Mm. But when a DJ is up there, when academics is up there, mm. you're just doing, and you got some girls beside you. Yeah. And you just, you got some champagne, you got some, and you're doing crazy shit. Yeah. You don't have to say nothing. Girls are coming up to you, they're requesting their songs. Mm, that's true. All that vibe. So that, that's not going to go away anytime soon. Because it's, a, it's the person who they booked. How popular are you on social media? 
Mm, so it's just almost the popularity. Is that that guy that was playing during the pandemic? Yeah, yeah. And Michelle Obama nice. and everybody was over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody was tuning in until until it's, um, it's, Instagram and, yeah. and Facebook started cutting Sorry, music off. Hey, um, um, I don't know if you've spoken on this before. You think we Jamaican get give, give credit for verses? Because the, 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 I did. The, the, the verses thing, like, really, by the way, and I might be ignorant to it. You know, you, you said, you re, well, we realized later that some of our greatest songs were copies of others. Even when we see, we see some song clash in, a, in, a, in a Europe, I'm like, the Jamaica that come from? Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know the origin, but yeah. for me, I felt like that's what it was. But when I seen verses, I was like, oh, it's just a clash. Versus is like Sting. Yeah. That's our Sting. And how do you think they got that idea? And by the way, up until a point, it was it took being and bone. Down. It was like this was versus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or people were on their phones from another. State. Nobody performed on. Nobody performed the song until being and bone. We turn it what it is, and they should have been credited and 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 compensated for it. I heard they. I heard they were. I, I talked to um uh was a Swisser Timberland, and they said you know they sold to Thriller. They said everybody who who did verses before. Got, got a, a piece of the company supposedly or something. They got whatever. some shares, bro. Yeah, some shares. I got, don't know what that means. They got some stocks, shares. Well, I'm hoping. I'm hoping I, it's. I'm not even sure if it's on. If it's on the market. <laughs> what I'm saying. Is, <laughs> <laughs> worse in this situation. Vegas what, I'm, easy, what I'm saying is, that came straight from that performance that night. That's what versus is now. Mm -hmm. It came from that performance with two of the biggest dancehall icons yeah. of all time. You're right. The whole thing that now that you're what is his name Mario, Mario and talking Mario. about he's gonna put what his name is in a coffin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where yeah. do you think that come from? With Jada kiss and them dude fighting on stage. Yeah, honestly, it's getting more and more like Sting Energy. Every time, every time there's a versus, and they start selling it where it's kind of like almost like it's near beef. Every time there's a versus, the culture should be compensated, or the persons who created this 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 idea should have been compensated it's just like i feel this way about reggae as well every time there's a reggae festival i think jamaican should be compensated for um just the name reggae being it's used. like almost like little reparations in a way you're right exactly i agree because now you have festivals all over the world that they're not using even jamaican artists anymore facts They've subbed the route. No, listen, I, I, I'm with you on uh, on most of that. I I, I want to applaud you and thank you for you know just being, you know may, maybe some people might be like you're miserable in a heart or <laughs> I get I get I get a little chat. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you know they're gonna say all that type of things, but but to be honest, it takes people like you to help educate. And sometimes it's not the vocal ones who who says, oh no, we see it. It's, it's usually, you'll see it later on in Manifest, where people, the stuff you say, you see people start practicing. Because, because the history the history is not going anywhere. That's what, that's, that's, that's what I believe in. So I just keep doing what I can do. I still put a few music out and leave it at that. Mm. Driver is out there. Let's dance is out there. So people can go and get it. Listen, man, uh, people, everybody go check out all of Mr. Vegas' new music. We are on Spotify. Look in the search bar above Mr. Vegas, um, I always ask everybody this. I, I, I think you're probably going to tell your, your, your three biggest truths. But if somebody's never heard about you before, they're about to look you up for the very first time. <laughs> Heads I. What three songs Heads should I. they listen to to Heads get? Heads I. I am blessed. 
hot work, I think. Broke it down. All right. Hot girl today. Chilla la 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 boom boom chile. Ooh. <laughs> Big up. Oh, no, last question. I know. I, I feel like I have a mask. <laughs> who would you do a versus with? Pick somebody. Who can who can stand on stage for 20 songs? Um, Beanie Man, but he's already, he already did that with, um, what is his name? That's what I'm saying. Pick somebody other than Beanie. Right, so he would have to be um, Sean Paul, but he's not interested in versus vibe. Um, I, I think the closest person would be, gosh, um, who? I don't know. That's like, you, you, you're a tough, you're a tough fight. I think I think it could be Elephant Man maybe, but okay. But I think that's uh, the, the Baby vibe, Sham the maybe. Baby Sham. What the hell? My eyes burning like that. Frig. What the hell? It's like we smoke some weed. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, listen. You know what? For everybody watching, you guys give me somebody. Yeah, that would be better. Yeah. They're gonna say Sean Paul, I guess. Right. I'll be good. The only thing is he's gonna use the pop hits so like you have you have you have a lot of it has to be a cultural battle because you see that's the thing about verse that's it you have to set it as a cultural battle but yeah. he has he has a lot of dancehall hits though yeah you're right right and the beats yeah so that, that could work yeah okay yeah, man. all right people listen go check out mr vegas uh any anything else you want to promote while we get out of here just look out for the songs um we have driver video d-r-i-v-a the video is out it's on world star hip-hop Mm. Um, YouTube page um, we have Let's Dance out there too as well okay people listen and you'll catch me here in a couple of days on Off the Record on Spotify thank you to Mr. Vegas for showing up uh, an icon that I've watched and I feel like his music his music career has spanned damn near my entire life and I feel extremely happy that he was one of the first people to grant me an interview you and know that's on that's on camera and damn, 10 plus years later, we're here to sit here. Th <laughs> thank God for life. You know, you know, thank the beautiful, great little island of Jamaica for producing two, you know, I think great people. And um, I'm hoping that, you know, I could do this with a lot more other people, especially for my countrymen. Thank you, man. Big up.